0: Get this underway, Miles. You there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't hear him for some reason. <laughs> right. This is gonna be, you're gonna laugh. I can't hear him for some reason. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, be fun. <laughs> uh, I'm a freaking idiot.
0: <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> oh man, when you're
1: not the jack goes into the when hole. You're not, when
0: you're not afraid <laughs> to bring up your own flaws. So I said that and I didn't have it plugged in. <laughs> I said it, then looked down at the thing, I'm like, there's only two plugs. I, gr- I grabbed the cord, I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> In 2011, a crack podcast unit was sent to Colorado Springs by a cord of snowflakes for being too good for the rest of the world. These men, and sometimes ladies, promptly escaped from the world of monotony to the podcasting underground. Today, still wanted by the SJWs of the world, They survive as podcasters of no fortune, but if you have a problem, if no one else can help and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to the geek out heroes. Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes, this is Vargo, this is Josiah, Miles, Anderson, and if you're wondering why you're hearing crickets and shit in the background, it's because I forgot to mute the volume on my system. So <laughs> We're doing it outside! We're doing, we're doing it outside. <laughs> yeah. Amongst the crickets and the trees and the frogs and all that stuff.
2: This is the outdoor heroes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're quitting we're, we're, we're gaming, we're going to talk about the great outdoors from now on.
3: Geek outside heroes. The, the,
0: the, I'm game. I'm going to
3: charge of the Bigfoot report. The,
0: the, the gaming industry has become too stupid for us, so we're just, you know, fuck it.
1: Oh, man, can I do the weather? Yeah, you can do weather. Be
0: great at the weather.
2: How's the weather today, Josiah? It's hot as fuck, and I want to go back inside.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Ollie. So, listeners, we, we have to preface this with letting you know there's a lot of bad stuff we have to talk about in this podcast, so we're going to start out with the bad stuff. And then we'll move on to to regular things, and hopefully we'll get to things that are actually good to talk about and fun to talk about. But uh, let's talk about TikTok really quick and what's going on with that. So, listeners, if you don't know this, TikTok is being uh, put on the chopping block for being banned in the United States, and a lot of really funny things have been happening over the last couple of weeks. We've gone from Trump is too soft on China to Trump is being too hard on China, and is just simply attacking a regular company that's like Facebook. And. Here's the thing, the the thing we're going to we're going to I'm going to lay out for you is just what's going on with it. So and why it's why it's being looked at. So TikTok is a, you know, it's a sharing social media app, kind of like YouTube or, you know, a lot like YouTube. They have a lot. They have their own creators on there. They create these little kind of, you know, videos, almost like how Vine used to
3: vine or musically. Yeah. Uh,
0: And they actually have a lot of really funny. Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, noises. Uh, <laughs> they have a lot of really good breeders on there and they, they genuinely do have a lot of really funny stuff that is associated with it. But the problem is, is that TikTok is owned by a company that is based in China and they're based in Beijing. And this company is associated with a lot of other companies that they own. And one of the companies that they own is a large news organization that is mostly controlled by the CCP. And they use the same servers and data collection servers that that news organization uses, which again, is directly tied to the CCP. Your information that is on that is is gathered from TikTok is not stored in the U S it's stored on those servers. So it goes from the U S and then gets brought over to their servers in Beijing. And the thing that got brought up was it wasn't Trump that brought it up. Like everybody keeps saying, oh, it's the president. No, the president, just like anybody else, has advisors who sit there and say, hey, this is actually a security concern. And it was brought up, brought to his attention by the NSA, FBI and the CIA. All three of them sat there and said, yeah, this might actually be a problem. Uh, We should probably address it. So it was brought to his attention to the fact that this actually is data that's collected and brought over to Beijing and the information isn't stored in the United States. And then there was a lot of like, you know, really questionable things in the fact of what it was actually gathering. It was actually gathering more information than than even, you know, Facebook needs to gather, which includes your GPS, your actual personal information that's on your phone, you know, who the phone's owned by, that kind of thing. Uh, On top of that, also gathered uh, information such as your IP addresses and IP addresses is the big one. Uh, your phone stores any kind of IP address that it that it connects to, which includes like if you take it to work or anything like that and it connects to their Wi-Fi, uh, it records the IP address information that it gathers from that. So this created a big concern, because if that information was being sent over to Beijing, that means that they actually have tools, the, the tools capable of looking back through that IP address and being able to try and gain access to those areas. This primarily became a big concern for obviously security companies, the FBI, CIA, you know, things in, in government. So they brought it to his attention and said, hey, this is this is probably not good. Uh, turns out they hired other security firms to do a deep dive into the app and look into it. And it turns out that it's gathering even more information than Facebook does. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's just like a Facebook. And you could sit there and say, yeah, it's just like Facebook, because Facebook gathers a lot of your information. The difference is, is that Facebook might gather a lot of your information, but they are not allowed to share it with anyone especially the government without a warrant and they will literally tell the government to go pound sand and we've seen it when the government asks for that information so do you think that happens in china is my question to you listeners if if you're sitting there going this is a ridiculous thing they're blown out of proportion think about the fact that china they have no walls between their government and what companies do and their government can interfere in anything their companies do and can tell them you have to share this information with us. So if this information is being gathered by a news organization or a news organization that is heavily tied to the CCP, do you think that any of your information is safe? No. So that's why it became a concern. That's why it's being being handled this way. And I've seen so many places, you know, New York Times, Verge, lots of places who who were talking about the problems that were TikTok even a year ago and the possibilities that this could actually be happening. And now they're writing articles saying that the Trump presidency and organization are taking this completely out of hand. And I'm sitting there going, if this had been done by any other president, if this had been done under, under Obama, would they see it the same way? Would these news organizations be painting it in the same light? And I got to say, I don't think so. In fact, in, you know, in my opinion, if this was brought up with Obama's organization, they'd probably do the same thing. You have to treat it like it's, this is a serious problem. This is something that, that shouldn't be done. And the thing that a lot of people are saying, well, it, we're trying, they're trying to force this company to be sold to the U.S. Well, no, that actually wasn't even on the table originally. In fact, somebody brought that up to President Trump and he said, no, they wouldn't even consider it. And because it was
3: such a big fan of selling us their uh, brands. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it was brought forth by Microsoft. Microsoft said that actually we've been in talks with TikTok before this actually became a, a real issue. Microsoft essentially gave the Trump administration a call and said, hey, what if they were to sell to us? We've been in talks for a while and we've been considering it. Would you guys be willing to go through that deal? And like I said, originally he said he wouldn't even consider it. But He's, he's very, you know, I'll put it nicely. He's very friendly towards companies. <laughs> <laughs> he He's big on capitalism. So get the idea of a uh, billion dollar platform being bought by another uh, company for social media, becoming their own billion dollar platform, kind of like their own YouTube. That sounds appealing. So he's now considering it. So listeners, we're just trying to give you like a little bit of insight of like what's actually taking place and the way that a lot of media are trying to paste it. Don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of I've had a lot of news sources that are trying to sit there and say that, you know, TikTok is, dile- you know, directly controlling your phone. Well, no, that's not happening. Uh, Tick tock, the app on your phone, it it can't communicate with with your other with your other apps right now. It It, ha- it would have to ask permission for that. But it can see your, your background operating system and what it connects to because that stuff always has to run. Anything that's always communicating, always talking, if you're using TikTok, it's, it's looking at the multitasking that's taking place in the background. Majority of cell phones can't do a whole lot of multitasking. So when you stop using an app within a couple of seconds, it, that app goes to sleep and becomes inert. Even when it says, you know, allow for app refresh, app free app refresh means like in 10, 15 minutes, it'll turn the app on, refresh whatever it's looking at and turn it off again. That's about the extent of how that works. So when people are sitting there saying, oh, TikTok's, you know, stealing every single thing from all of your apps. No, that's not true. Uh, it's it's able, it, but it is it is looking at all of your uh, your other information that runs in the background. So it is doing that. The thing that it was a real big concern and really kind of threw up a lot of red flags was the fact that uh, hacker organizations posted on Reddit that they were going to look into this themselves and and basically prove that it was false. Well, a lot of those hacker organizations came back and said, actually, we found out it's true. So that brought up a concern of, well, that's not how this stuff is normally done by most companies. And that is kind of a concern. It's a It's a security concern and you should be aware of it. That's it. So. Should you stop using Tiktok? I, I don't know. Uh, or if it gets banned, you're going to have to. <laughs> so there's not a whole lot you could do about it. It's already been banned in our government. Uh, if you're a government employee, you can't use it. OK, well, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but if you're a government employee, you're also not really allowed to use Facebook at work. You're not allowed to use YouTube at work, especially if you're in the uh, the security sector. You, you aren't allowed to use any of those things. In fact, if you're in the security sector, you're not even allowed to have a Facebook profile. So it's nothing new for a lot of those organizations, but this would be something kind of new for the entire country. If they were to ban it from the entire U S that's it, that's all that's going on. It's, you know, is it good news? Is it bad news? It's bad for the creators. I feel bad for them. The ones that have been getting a lot of ad revenue from it compared to YouTube, because YouTube has cut off so much ad revenue.
3: hey like you said, we, we've had a discussion before about it. If it yep. goes away, ultimately I don't really care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, It'd be kind of a shame. Yeah, Miles is one of the few
0: smart ones that actually put in false information. Yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, it's uh, it does have a lot of funny shit on there. I, I like going on there, and it, but it is kind of a time suck because yeah. you just roll into funny video after funny video. Yeah, um, I'm not personally concerned because I don't really feel that I have any sensible or sensitive data on my phone that I'm really all that concerned about per se. Yeah. But, you know, I totally understand the uh, the security issues that uh, are, are being brought up about it. and Yeah, you also don't work in
0: government. So, <laughs> so yeah. it's not one of those things where, like, well, if, you know, it's it's like the same, like, should somebody who works at Home Depot feel the same pressure yeah. that somebody who works for, I don't know, let's say a security firm feels? Yeah. No. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah,
3: it's completely different. Um, and, you know, there's tons of apps out there that do have major security concerns, um, that you could compare it to. I mean, like you said before, you know, Facebook definitely fucking invades your privacy, but yeah, it's also an American company. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, There's, there's
0: that little, don't get us wrong listeners. We're, we're well aware the United States government is willing to go around the red tape to do what they want to do. We are very well aware that it will happen. Numerous times. I mean, the FBI tried to tried to hack the uh, the iPhone when Apple refused to do it for them. Yeah. But the difference is, is that if you notice in that statement, Apple refused to do it for them. So it's one of those things of you have this slight, you know, it might be a thin wall, but it's at least there where a company will tell the government, go pound sand. When the government says we want to do something and the cover in the company says, that's not lawful. You're yeah. violating
3: our users rights. There's at least whereas, a concern for privacy here whereas in yeah. China it doesn't exist. If your information is just willingly going over there, well, the C-
0: nothing's going to stop the CCP from looking at it. Right? Nothing. They yeah. they just will do it. There will be no conversation over there of the company saying, "Is this ethical?" There will be no conversation over there of, "You can't do this. These users aren't even in our country."
3: Yeah, it's it's manifest destiny with your information.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And on top of that, TikTok, TikTok's not available in United or not available in China. It's available in the United States, yeah. but not available in China. They
3: they did have so uh, uh, the exact same app from what I understand, they, yeah, but it was under do. a different right. name, like Douyin or D- something like that. Yep. Uh, I don't know if that is technically banned or if it was just the TikTok brand name of it. But I, I didn't find any direct uh, information on it.
0: It's the same thing that they do with their Twitter. So their Twitter is made by the creators of Twitter. Over there it's called something completely different and it's controlled by the CCP. Okay. It's the same thing.
3: So, so yeah, they still have the same thing but it's different. It's it's <laughs> separated. So that <laughs> none
0: sad. of our content so so essentially none of our content gets into their content. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. work the same way. It doesn't work doesn't work two ways. It it works one way. So like if you get content from China, it's literally legitimately from that same service. Right. But their con, but our content cannot transfer over to theirs. That's how they. That's how the the Chinese firewall works. It's really freaking strange. If you like listeners, if you ever end up having a situation like I did, where you actually had to deal with the Chinese firewall, and this has nothing to do with security, so I can bring this up. Uh, at least it has nothing to do with U.S. security. Uh, it had to do with the a company that I worked for. We had to send files over there to the company we were dealing we were doing business with. If you have to deal with the Chinese firewall, it is unfucking real how weird that thing works. So you will get fi- you can get files from China that you don't see it, but on their end, it's super slow because it's uploading to a server on their end, it is inspected by someone or a program and then is sent to you. The speed you get it which which you get it downloaded to you is extremely fast. But when you try to upload it, you see all of a sudden upload speed goes from one meg to dial-up speed. You'll watch it fluctuate. And the reason it's fluctuating is because your data that's being sent is constantly being inspected as it's going through. As every packet comes in, it is being looked at either by a person or a program looking for anomalies in it that that they consider wrong. It could be a phrase. It could be even an email. I've had emails that I sent off that took, 20 minutes was the the longest one that it took, but it took 20 minutes to get there. An email. All I had was just my words. But it took 20 minutes to get there. And I was on the phone with them. I was like, so did you guys get it yet? Like, Nope. I'm like, okay. um, Alright, I guess I'll just wait. Had one that came back that was flagged telling me, and it told me what words I couldn't use. Came back, literally said it. These are the words you can't use and I and it didn't come from the company I went who the fuck are you like well, <laughs> who's telling me what I can and cannot say well it's it's their government their their government literally says you can't use these certain words these certain terminology because we find it invasive it's a very strange thing to have to deal with and you have to start we have to start questioning when a country has that much control and a company from there creates an app solely for the US you have to start questioning your like, okay, what's the alternative, like what's the alternate intent, you know, intent here? Like, wh- are you just wanting to make money, which is probably the biggest motivator or are you also wanting to do something else? Well, I'm sure there's probably a little bit of, you know, big column a a little bit of column B. It's all a very kind of like strange situation. I just found it really funny how the media was treated of like, Oh, you know, tr- like we, cause we've, for years we've been hearing or like not even for years, like for the last year we've been hearing, uh, Trump's too soft on China and then he did the uh, the flight ban and then immediately it went to you know Trump's xenophobic against China and after that it was oh he didn't act soon enough <laughs> he should have acted sooner on on banning travel or travel from China and then after that it's gone to nope now Trump is is too hard on China that, that's in a span of about eight months <laughs> which is it guys like, I don't even like the guy, but I feel, I feel like I'm rooting for the school bully.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, when, when I sit there and have to call shit out, I'm like, you guys are kind of two-faced and a little bit, you know, a little little bit of uh, hypocrites here.
3: Uh, I, I kind of feel like it's all fucking bullfight. I'm watching a bullfight right now. They're like, <laughs> <they're> like <laughs> all right, where's the fucking spear coming from? <laughs> right. You know, all these fucking big puff stories and shit you know, whether or not they're legitimate or not just to distract you from something else.
0: Oh yeah. always feels like that. always feels like everything's kind of ends up being a distraction from something else. Moving on to other things. We have other bad news. Uh, so listeners, we've, we've been hearing about this for a while and we actually have neglected talking about it for good reason. One, we didn't have all the information and we were kind of waiting for more things to be substantiated and, uh, more investigations to be done on it and uh, for people to verify uh, whether or not certain things were happening within Ubisoft. And Ubisoft has had uh, allegations against it for quite a while now. And now they're starting to really add up. A lot of employees and former employees have been coming forward and saying what has been going on within the company. First of all, I want to I want to talk about the the one thing that a lot of people keep focusing on, and it's the wrong thing to keep focusing on. A person from marketing named Serge make a statement that is absolutely completely bullshit, and everybody knows it. But I saw this one statement, statement taking more precedence than anything else that was being discussed, which was weird. Who said? Who you know? Reportedly made the statement of female leads don't sell games, and this is an old line that's been spouted in marketing for the last twenty years, and uh, it's it's from a study that was taken well over a decade ago. So last gen, last generation. And it was a study that showed in marketing that uh, female lead games don't sell as well as male. And that's based solely off of statistics. And keep in mind, a lot of the games that were included in that statistics were things like Perfect Dark Zero, which was garbage. Perfect Dark? Amazing.
3: Perfect Dark Zero? Garbage. Yeah. (laughs) er,
0: You know, the Tomb Raider series at the time wasn't doing well. And that's because the games weren't great. The games were just okay. Uh, I, we hadn't had the revision that we've gotten today from uh, I think Crystal Dynamics is that who made it? Yeah, I think so. These games have gone through huge change or had gone through huge changes. Perfect Dark Zero went from being Perfect Dark to Perfect Dark Zero, and Perfect Dark Zero was genuinely garbage. So when they were looking at all these things, it includes all these games, and they just you know of course they weren't selling well because they were bad. They were they were just bad games. So bad game all that all that really proved was bad games just don't sell. <laughs> in reality so when you turn around and say oh okay well look at the bad games with with male titles well when all of your titles are male and a majority of them are male and not none of them give them female female leads then yeah you're going to see a lot of bad even bad games that are that have male characters sell decently especially if they're shooters people buy shooters regardless yeah, even when they're fucking garbage we we learned that with Hayes. Hayes was an <laughs> awful shooter on the PlayStation 3, and it was fucking terrible. And people still bought it, saying the same thing over and over again. It's going to be the Halo killer. Well, it turned out it was garbage.
2: I wanted that game to be good, though.
0: So it's what I'm getting at is it's an old study. It's incorrect and shouldn't be used in any kind of marketing. But the thing is, is uh, this was the thing that actually everyone wanted to focus on. <clears throat> And the thing that I don't get is the fact that like, you guys keep pointing back to this statement. This is the wrong statement to be looking at. Look at the other shit that happened. And I don't know why this is the one that stuck out so much on so many articles that I read, but like the other stuff that you need to be focused on is the other things that were enabling other people. He was involved in all this stuff, like knew about it, knew things that were going on, said like said certain things. I mean, for crying out loud, there was somebody within their own marketing uh, firm that was in, you know, somebody tried to grope. There are other accusations that are being thrown around about other people within the company. Uh, Some involving uh, one try or one, uh, one of the VPs, I believe trying to uh, coerce junior employees into having sex in front of other employees. Uh, There are lots of just freaking accusations going around. And the one thing that kept popping up over and over again was, Oh, they said that, you know, women don't sell games. And I was like that, that's not really the thing you guys should be focusing on. Like, they've had uh, another person who literally drugged other other employees by slip by by giving them pot brownies without telling them. Some people might be all for pot brownies, but if you're not going to tell somebody that you're drugging them to begin with, they might be a little bit pissed off.
2: I mean, don't get me wrong. If I if I knew it was happening, it'd probably be pretty. If fun. you were if you, you were
0: told furious, but you'd be furious if somebody didn't tell you, Fryer.
2: Yeah, because especially with how. Edibles react in your system. It's a it's a much stronger high. I used to play D with guys that used to cook with pot. You don't lot. need to
0: explain. We all know. Oh right? no, it's
2: <laughs> it, it's a wink, funny, wink, it's, listeners. I I never ate any of it. But no, it's it, it's one of those I things you can't of, prove yeah. it otherwise. <laughs> no, it's funny though because I, I was in a situation like that. They uh they didn't label which one had pot in it, and I got lucky, and I. I didn't eat out of the, the container the right with the pot, but I watched two of my buddies do it and they got so high. Like all they could do was like lay down and go to sleep. If you don't know it's coming, it's yeah. a horrifying experience.
0: Yeah. So I think that a lot of people are focusing a little too much on him and not the other people who were fucking monsters, absolutely monstrous human beings, because, and the reason why I can say this listeners with, you know, almost utmost certainty is the fact that, It started out as a few allegations and we were like, okay, well, we'll let it blow over. We'll see if anything else comes of it. Since then, a lot of people have corroborated these stories. Tons of people, in fact. In fact, some people in higher level positions have said, yeah, I saw this shit happen. This shit actually took place. There's a point where if you're sitting there, if somebody's sitting there saying none of this stuff, none of this stuff happened, you know, I'm being accused of this by one person. If you have one accuser and there's nothing else to back it up. Well, okay, you you kind of have to say, well, there's 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 probably a little bit of reasonable doubt here. There's just one person saying this and there's no one else. There's no one else or nothing else that can back this up. But when you have multiple complaints, multiple talks with H.R., multiple emails, multiple conversations, receipts, essentially getting backed up. And not only that, but by tons of other people. Well, now we have a Bill Cosby situation. Now we have a situation where there's a lot of accusations. There's a lot of people who are backing this up. So we might, we might need to start taking this seriously. So we started hearing more and more about it and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And we were just like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck kind of company were you running? It was so bad that the board that invests in Ubisoft called for the resignation of the CEO, the, the guy whose family started the company. They called for his resignation, uh, but supposedly things are going to be happening or, you know, changes it has been coming. People have been resigning. Uh, one of them is the CCO, uh, Sergey, whatever his name is, um, who was the guy who greenlit any project for uh, Ubisoft, which uh, this could mean, you know, big changes coming in for the company. Who knows? You know, he, he's the one that had that line of, well, women don't sell games. Well, that's not not true at all. Uh, you know, I explained that statistically, that's not even close to being true. As far as I know, he actually—I think as uh, as of now, he's out. I might be wrong though. I this thought he. like I
1: thought, I thought he.
0: I thought he had left.
1: I think he's already on his way out.
0: But it's just, whole like, holy shit! What the fuck? You guys were just. This was going on for a long time. Apparently, there were a lot of people who left that company because of the treatment that they received, because of the things that they said. They had one. I I think it might be the same asshole who grew who tried to grope. Uh. The uh, one of their PR uh, people from their advertising firm. I think it's the same guy who made the statement of when one of their higher up, I want to say it was a direct employee, made a statement in a boardroom meeting, and he made the statement of she should be fucked from behind and passed around the room until she gets it. And I went, "What?" Like when I heard that, I went, "What the fuck?" Like here's the thing, listeners: if you say if you say something in complete confidence with one person, one on one, because you're venting, that's one thing. It might not be appropriate. But that's, that's one thing. You're saying it to someone else and just saying, you know, you're pissed off, essentially. If you say that in front of everybody, you're a piece of shit. You know, she might have pissed you off, but that doesn't give you any justification for saying something like that. That is just fucking crude. You could call her a know-it-all dumbass. You could say that she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Back that up with facts. But don't turn around and say something so fucking awful that even I, in a meeting, would go, ooh, Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. If you want to say that to your buddy next to you, you have a little chuckle between the two, fine. But if you're going to sit there and tell everybody in front of you, like, this is this is what you genuinely think, wow, you're kind of a piece of shit. You shouldn't be in this position. <laughs> even in my line of work, you,
2: there's limits. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I, I mean, mean, like, I, I regularly hear really fucked up shit come out of my coworkers' mouths. And even I would be kind of like, whoa, dude, chill. Calm yeah, down. Yeah, I
0: mean... And on top of that, it, it came from somebody who is known for crossing the line. So you kind of have to sit there and go, "I think he might be serious."
3: Yeah, we all know people that say some cringy ass shit.
0: Hell, we've said some cringy ass shit to one another. But the difference is, is it's to one another, and one of us will call us out if it's you know if it's too bad. It's one of those things of like, usually we know it's that was awful. Like you know, I'm a, I'm a you know we'll we'll make sure I'm going to hell for saying something like that. But we wouldn't turn around and throw it out there directly to just kind of undermine someone you want to undermine someone back it up with, okay, well here's why we can do this, why we can do that. Not, well, you're just not going to fucking get it. So fuck you. I'm just going to say something really crude. There was a lot of, there there have just been a lot of, a lot of bad things coming out of it. I mean, even their, their head of HR uh, quit, which I think she's actually married to one of the, one of the men who is accused, accused of shit. Uh, Unsurprising if you're, if, People are going to HR and reporting this person and you're married to them. You're clearly not doing your fucking job if you blow it off every time. Oh, he's just that way. It, it, it's it's a re- repeated thing. You you kind of need to have a conversation at this point. It's sad to see in any company, even though we know big corporations are filled with corrupt and and bad individuals. Uh, there are a lot of good people that work, work within companies. And... To hear they get treated like to, to hear them get treated like this you just sit there and go man there was a reason why hr departments were created in the first place and if they're not doing their fucking job why are you like why even work there moving on to other egregious things is we find out that activision just like every other large corporation underpays and underappreciates all of their staff big fucking surprise
3: doesn't matter they have phones <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah all their employees have phones. doesn't matter so it turns out uh, a couple of, or an employee at Activision had been hearing more and more complaints from his own colleagues and hearing more and more about crap that's been going on and how underpaid they are, how unappreciated they are. And pretty much when Activision decided to let go of a shit ton of people, even after having one of the best financial years they had ever had, after they let go of hundreds of people from their jobs, an employee decided, you know what, I am going to check something out. So he decided to put together a spreadsheet and ask his fellow employees without naming themselves, just giving their positions that they're in. Multiple positions. Keep in mind, listeners, there are multiple positions within the company that are at the same level. So you could be like a level designer within the company, and there's fifteen to twenty other people who are in the same position as you. So you could just say level designer, and the company wouldn't know who it was specifically. Especially if you're getting on this, if you're getting the same pays as some of your other coworkers. So he basically passed around a spreadsheet and saying, tell us what you're getting paid. Just do a roundabout. Don't do an exact figure. Just do a roundabout figure and say what you're getting paid and what your position is and how many hours per week on average you work. And they let it go around the entire office and found out that everybody was getting egregiously underpaid. He then put a the spreadsheet together of how much the CEO and everybody in the higher ups are getting paid per year. And it turned out that per year, the CEO of Activision was making a hundred million dollars in stock options and bonuses per year. So these coworkers let the spreadsheet leak to their investors, which would be the biggest decision makers for Activision because the investors decide whether or not a CEO gets bonuses and gets certain benefits per year. And when the CEO decided to come back and say to the investors, "I want a pay raise." They told him, go fuck yourself. And here's why. This is the things that you've done. You literally have gotten a pay raise almost every year. You've gotten bonuses that you've given yourself. You've messed with the stock market. You've made basically $100 million a year. And then you fired people after having one of the best years that Activision has ever had. So no, we're not going to give you a pay raise. You've been making enough money as it is. You're making too much money, in fact. And it's kind of a wake up call, especially within this industry. But I think overall we can all agree that market wise in these large corporations that these CEOs have bloated pay for what they do. Oh yeah. Tremendously bloated.
3: And you know, we've said it before, listeners, we don't think they should be paid the same as like a level designer, but Mm -hmm. the gap shouldn't be as wide as it is.
0: The gap shouldn't be twenty to thirty million dollars. Like that's that's fucking unreal. I could maybe argue a million depending on the company and depending on where it is and what they do. Right. But when you're starting to get into this upper echelon of just Jesus Christ, you are ludicrously wealthy at this point. You, when, you, when you have a job position that could make you enough money, and this isn't just their wealth listeners. This is literally their like the, the money that they're making per year. So if you're looking at stock options and stuff like that, you can sell your stock or make money off your stock. And you're making shit tons of money. So if you're making a hundred million dollars off of that a year, that means that one year you have enough money to live the rest of your life in comfort and no one you you wouldn't have to do a thing ever again. Yeah. Think about that. That's that's fucking ludicrous. None of us could get a job like that. And we're doing all the fucking work. Now I'm not gonna get into whole the whole socialist mentality of we should all be making the same money, because that's just fucking stupid. Yeah. But you should but but companies really should and they need to, they need to reevaluate how they pay their employees and the fact of look at the cost of living, look at the cost to live, look at what you're paying your employee and what they're actually worth. Pay them what they're actually worth is what I'm asking for. Yeah. I'm not asking for them to pay everybody equally because that's just dumb. That makes no sense because not everybody does the same job. But you should pay them based off of what they're actually worth, not based off of, oh, well, this is what we pay everybody in this position. This is what we pay everybody in this position. If somebody's willing to put in more work, then you pay them more. That's just it. That's just how, how it should work. In, in, the, in a socialist system, you pay everybody the same and nobody's, nobody's a higher up, and, and even though we know that doesn't work at all because you still have the human factor. But having that idea is garbage, too because you could have somebody who doesn't do the same job or does less at their job and gets paid the same as the next guy who does more. Well, that doesn't make sense. So that doesn't work either. But the thing that does work is is making sure that your people are paid what they're worth all the way up. You pay people what they're worth. And if that means your CEO takes a pay cut, then your CEO takes a fucking pay cut.
3: Yeah. And it's only smart because it actually reinvests into your company. Yep. get Happier workers who, you know, feel appreciated. They do better work.
0: Just too easy to do the, just too fucking easy to do the right too thing. Too fucking right, easy
3: to do the right thing.
0: <laughs> just it's unfucking real. So when this came out, a lot of people were just saying, "Oh, this is you know this is horrendous." No, this is the norm. This is not just Activision that's doing this. this I guarantee you this. Country. Yeah, I guarantee this is happening everywhere. Everywhere. Not even just in the U.S., but it's happening in Europe.
3: Everywhere. Look, look at fucking you, Congress. Congress does the same goddamn thing.
0: Yeah, you think China a communist country isn't doing the same thing? Come on. Really? You think everyone in a corporation's making the same amount of money? If that no. were true then the guy who owned who owned a TikTok wouldn't be a billionaire yeah. in his own country. So if you think if you think that that's not happening everywhere, you have no idea how the real world works.
1: It's been everywhere.
0: It's just hysterical to me to watch the amount of people who are just, "Oh, I I'm I'm so shocked." <laughs> like I just want to like are you are you actually shocked or is it, like I'm shocked? shocked and you're just doing a bit. Is that the deal? Or are you genuinely like you, you didn't know this was happening
1: or you're oblivious and you hit on a rock.
0: But here's the thing that won't change for Activision and it will never change for Activision. And the reason it won't change is because it won't change for Activision until they suffer an actual loss at, and, and have a realization of it's their own fucking fault, not the fault of their workers. When they realize that the reason why people aren't giving them money is because they're tired of their shit. They won't realize that until they've let go enough workers. It won't be until, why Why don't people like us? Well, people don't like you and don't buy your games because of how you act and who you are. It's just you know common sense. But that won't happen until people stop actually buying their games. So until they experience a loss, it's just not going to happen. So you're going to have to put up with this for a long time. Until somebody grows a moral fucking conscience in a CEO position and goes, you know what? I make too much money. You don't see people in our own fucking government even doing that. In fact, you have people in our government
3: asking for raises. Yeah. So they can buy their third or fourth home.
0: Yeah. It's, it's human nature to you know, for a lot of people who, who get into power to just continue to be greedy. They don't look out for the people who, who work for them. I've been in a lot of companies where that's the truth. That's just the way it is. And it doesn't matter how much you work, how hard you work, they will let you go on a dime just because it's something that passed through their mind or it saved them a couple million dollars that they get to keep for themselves. Moving on to other things that are involving larger corporations, and this is something that I get to bring up that's funny because we were right. Surprise, surprise, the yeah. heroes were right again. Like I I can't like I couldn't count the amount of times on my hands, the, the amount of times you predicted shit every generation we have gaming they always say the costs are increasing yet the gaming industry is a is a multi-billion dollar industry that is making more money today than they did back in the 80s even even with inflation and yet we hear from developers and publishers oh we have to we're probably going to have to consider increasing our pricing at some point because it just costs more and more money to make games well it's taking roughly about this uh, almost about the same amount of time to make good games as it did 20 years ago so what's different? What's what's costing more money? Oh, salary. So salaries are an issue, but shouldn't some of that cost for those salaries come out of the CEOs who are getting overpaid? But I guess, you know, we'll table that for now, but, uh, you know, does the $10 increase go to paying for new tech that's coming out that's going to be available in next-gen games? I mean, we have actual, you know, companies out there that are considering doing a $10 increase for this next generation simply on a whim of, oh, well, you know, they're going to have new technology into these uh, different versions of a game that we've already created for the previous generation that's currently out right now. So now we have to ask, like, are we going to be paying $70, you know, $10 more than what we currently pay for current generation games? Are we going to be paying for ray tracing? Is that the $10 fee? Is, Is the $10 fee for extra features? You know, like 4K, ray tracing, realistic shadows. That's just a tool that you turn on. Okay, so is that super super hard to develop yourself? Or or did you use software that somebody else developed? Is the development cost really going that far up to justify a $10 increase? And we had brought up the fact that I don't think, that that we don't think it's going to cause the next generation to actually go to $70. It could, but we don't think it will. And we thought that, 2K was basically just trying out, bringing up $70 because they wanted to see if people would buy it and if it would work. And 2K released a statement that that's pretty much exactly what they're doing. They made a statement that they would be judging their pricing for this next generation on a game to game basis, title to title. So really quick listeners I want you to think about that. That, would be, uh, that wouldn't be would be a terrible thing in the simple fact of if a game takes longer and is costing a lot of money in order to develop and it really is more expansive than it ever was before, that they wanted to give you a better experience and in order to do that, they have to charge you more money. We've talked about this in the past. That's, that's something that we're like, okay, well, we can consider something like that. But in this case, they're looking at it from a game-to-game basis based off of a game that's already being made this generation for next generation as well. And yet they feel like it's a ten dollar additive to make it four K and give you what we can only assume is ray tracing or realistic lighting in in the game. So do you think that the that they're following what we're talking about, or do you think that they're looking at it of we're going to see which games we can price gadget on? And uh, the seven the the seventy dollar increase was just you know they couldn't they couldn't give a direct justification for why it cost seventy dollars. The only thing that they said was. As the development of games uh, increases in cost, we are going to be evaluating our pricing on a game on a title-to-title basis. And that's the reason for the $70. (laughs) So you think that you put in enough time and enough money to justify a $10 increase for the next generation version of the same game that's coming out for this generation that I guarantee you people will look at and go, I don't see much of a difference here.
3: Yeah, for a a fucking copy-and-paste 2K. Yeah, it'd be a 2K, like with slot machines nonetheless.
1: So, uh, the reason why I was snickering is as you were talking, I went ahead and brought up the 2K21 chart. We were yeah. trying to see the uh, a comparison for current gen to next gen. Yeah. Literally no difference except for 10 bucks. Yep. Literally no it's just $10. difference. That's what I'm saying. The it's- only difference is you get a different player card.
0: The, the the ten dollar increase is literally just to see if they can get away with it, listeners. That's it. Oh yeah. So I want to keep. I want you guys to keep in mind, listeners. If you are a two K player and you're sitting there going, "Oh, yo, know, this game's gonna be amazing," uh, I want you to consider not paying for the next generation version. Just pay for the regular one. Don't put your money into a scheme like this because it will show them that they can't get away with this shit. But I know 2k players in there and and most of you are really fucking stupid. I'm sorry you are you're the equivalent of Madden players. you're the equivalent of FIFA players. You're the same thing as anyone who will buy into any scheme because it's the next version of the game. doesn't matter that, it, that it's that it's a copy and paste job doesn't matter that it's the same fucking game you've always gotten. you will pay for it because you're fucking lemmings. not all of you, but most of you. you'll go out and buy it you'll pay you'll pay the extra ten dollars because it's next gen. Uh, the next gen title is not gonna look any really any better than the previous gen. I I'm telling you this right now, there is gonna be a comparison video that's gonna show it. And people are gonna go, I don't understand. There's not much of a difference here. Why am I why did I pay $10 more? When you could have just bought the current generation version and played it on your next generation console.
2: Even the special edition is the same price on both.
0: Yeah. Why? Why are why is it the same on both? Yeah, you'd think it would be
2: 110 on next generation if they were trying to really do something yeah. like that well if you notice
0: the the special edition includes the next generation version as well but if you only are going to have the next generation version why does it cost the same <laughs> if you're only going to be playing this on next generation consoles, you're not going to be playing on this one then then why does it still cost the same then if if their justification is well, you get both versions still
3: yeah, that's... But uh, if I'm
0: only buying the next generation version, if I'm only buying it for the next generation version, why is it, why does my special edition cost just the same as the previous one? When I don't need the previous generation version. Huh. Weird. It's almost like the game didn't cost them anything extra to make. For next generation.
2: Well... on how that works. You can rest easy know that, knowing that that extra $10 is probably being snorted off of a hooker in some boardroom. Right. So... If this
0: works, and I'm, I am going to assume that it does, expect Take-Two to try to set a trend of letting, have having other developers set their prices at $70. But next, so far, we haven't seen anything from Microsoft or, or Sony to indicate that they're going to follow suit right my now. My next prediction is going to be the next Call of Duty. Call I of cannot, Duty that's a good call. Call yeah. of Duty fans I can are see it.
2: just as blind as 2K fans. Yeah. They'll instantly, they'll bitch about it, but they'll still cough up that extra
0: 10 bucks because, oh man, it's my next Call of Duty. Ugh. Yeah, so listeners, really quick to reiterate, if you didn't catch what we called, what we called in this was that they were doing this to try and see if they could get away with it. Just to see if they could. It had nothing to do with the actual costs of development going up. has nothing to do with that. It literally has to do with, we're just going to see if we can get away with it. If we can get away with the $70, everybody, and eventually people will follow suit.
2: If I... 2K sales don't tank, I guarantee you whatever next Call of Duty comes out, base base
0: model is going to be ten bucks more. After the last version of 2K uh, NBA 2K, I don't see how anybody's putting in any of their fucking money into this one.
3: They did walk back their their kind of assertion that they were going to do the seventy dollar game. And they're like, well, our, our prices aren't finalized yet. So I think they they tested the water and they kind of realized, ah, yeah. uh, this is probably a bad fucking idea. And. Well, that's- uh
0: but they're, they're still keeping it at $70. That's the thing, Miles. They're, they That's why that's why I brought up the title-by-title title because after he said what you're talking about, he immediately yeah. followed it up with we're going to evaluate it based off of a title-by-title title basis. In other words, we're going to see what we can get away with.
1: Yeah. And I can verify this
0: right and now. Where, and
3: where we can get away with. And you did have uh, – I, I think it was Ubisoft, not to bring them back up, but uh, that came out like, yeah, we're not going to charge extra for our games. Yeah, was like, Ubisoft like, well, came out. You straight already up part and out said, your games. <laughs> yeah, right, right.
0: Ubisoft came out and said, you know, we're not going to charge extra. I'm like, well, right now you guys have a lot of internal problems, so I wouldn't charge. I wouldn't overcharge for your games either.
2: Well, and that's another thing <laughs> that I don't understand. You don't get the full game experience just buying yeah. the base model, anyways. We've all been paying a hundred bucks a game for the last five years, anyways.
3: Yeah, yeah, more or less. You understand what we're gonna say?
1: Actually, I was going to verify on top of that. As you guys were talking, I pulled up my phone. I typed in all the new 2K games coming out on the next system. Yeah. 60 bucks. 60 bucks. Yep. It's only NBA. That's 70. Yep.
0: They're going to see what they can get away with on the NBA crowd and see if they can get them. The first thing I can get, if they can get their yearly buyers to to buy in for an extra $10, then yeah, they'll, they'll stick with it. So uh, listeners, if you're one of them you really need to consider the fact that your wallet is the way you vote with these companies. Yep. And if you don't buy into that shit, they won't continue to do it because they learn their lessons. Once they don't make any money from you, they stop doing this stuff. It happens. It, it's, it happens more often than you think, but that's, that's really what you need to consider is do I want to really want to pay them extra $10 in order to have this? And it's, it's not in order to have it on the next generation because the Xbox one X and the PS five will both play the regular NBA 2K. Yep. Microsoft's not gonna, or you know, Sony's not gonna put it on the list of games that won't be compatible on the PS5. They will probably give you the option of upgrading it for ten dollars, but don't give into that. Just play the regular game. You're gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be just as good as what is is what you're that looking was last to year. As, year as it was that. last year, the year before. It, in my <laughs> opinion, it'll be just as shitty. So. Don't give them the extra $10. Don't give them that satisfaction. Make them learn their lesson of, you can't charge me extra for a game that you're not putting a whole lot of effort into.
1: I feel like with those games, you truly don't get an upgrade until like every four years.
0: Yeah. So let's just, in case you're wondering, also to, to really jog back to the Ubisoft conversation, if you're wondering why we're not saying you should call for a boycott for Ubisoft games, uh, part of it has to do with the fact that there's still a lot of really good workers working at Ubisoft. And when I say good workers as in good people, Uh, and when you try to do a boycott of a game that isn't, I mean, they're in all fairness, Assassin's Creed games, aren't trying to rake you over the coals at this point. They're not trying to squeeze every last dime out of you, even though there are certain fine, you know, don't get us wrong. There are certain uh, monetary practices that we don't agree with in those games, Mm
4: -hmm. but
0: it's not to the point where you're not getting a, a finished title. You're not getting a finished game. So at least you're getting, you'd be getting a finished title. And on top of that, if if those games don't sell, the people who made them they're the ones that suffer, and it's it's the underlings that are getting the shit kicked out of them by these by by the upper echelons of these companies that end up paying for it instead of the guys at the top. So I don't call for it when it comes to to Ubisoft just because they they still do have some good people that are working there. So it, it, that's that's the the reason why I don't have that moral line. Whereas Activision consistently and over and over again. At, they put in monetary practices that take advantage of people. EA does the same thing. Uh, these, well, these corporations, you know, Take twos now doing it. Um, they're actively trying to get people to essentially gamble, to become addicted to these kind of monetary practices. And they're trying to take advantage of their gamers. They're trying to take advantage of of their gamers. And on top of that, they take advantage of their own workers. So those companies cultures won't change because we exploit the fact that they try to take they try to take advantage of you we they won't change because they try to take advantage of their their own their own employees because the the things that they take advantage of are monetary they're not being called out for being fucking awful human beings whereas ubisoft is a privately owned company and they're not as large they're not as big as activision they're not as big as ea and they can get enough pr nightmare thrown at them to make them lose a lot of money the allegations alone caused their stock to to lower so it was a, it's it's enough to have public opinion come in there and make them force them to essentially have to change and on top of that you had their board and their investors So they're going you guys need to do something you need to fix this and the only way to fix this so we can see is by getting rid of your cco who's clearly not doing his job so they got rid of they're getting rid of that guy then they had tons of people in the upper upper uh, management leave as well because of the amount of things that were coming out about them. That's where things could change. Activision and EA don't give a shit year after year. they get called out for stuff. they don't give a shit, and they just go on like you know business as usual.
3: Well, hopefully uh, Ubisoft will serve as an example that companies can do this shit, and maybe some of them will follow suit. God, I hope so. I really I do. doubt it, I, but I hope.
0: Yeah, I I really do hope so. Um, so that's why listeners, we don't call for any kind of boycott on Ubisoft. Uh, we're not calling for a boycott on the next uh, Assassin's Creed title because there are still good people who worked on it. There are still plenty of good people who work there who do give their life uh, to and devote it to trying to create games as, to their best of their ability. Now, do they make the best games in the world? No, <laughs> but that's a different kind of conversation. <laughs> Uh, so,
2: you know, in a semi related note, especially on this end part, I've, we've had this discussion a few times before. I think we've done it on the podcast once. Yeah. Uh, A lot of games in their marketing now are starting to advertise that they don't have microtransactions. And I think it's the funniest thing ever.
0: Yeah, it's. It is like we brought it up multiple times. It's so sad that that's the thing. That's the thing that's really going to be the selling point for your game. Because I was looking on uh, <laughs> I was looking on Steam. Uh, Gears
2: Tactics just came out recently. I've been keeping my eye on it. Yeah. And in one of their release trailers, one of their big selling points was no microtransactions. I looked at them like, that's just fucking sad that you have to like, right? point that out. Hey, we're not going to try and nickel, nickel and dime you to death. After you buy
0: this. We're not gonna, we're not gonna turn your pockets inside out and turn you over and shake you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to try and get well, as much really out sad of as possible.
3: Ha- that still doesn't actually even mean anything. Like you'll say no microtransactions, they'll still fucking have microtransactions.
0: Yeah, yeah, because they don't understand what microtransactions mean, Randy Pickford. Exactly
3: like <laughs> but, oh well but... <laughs> we we don't have stuff that'll nickel dime you but you can buy all this other content <laughs> yeah that's it's, not included still... in the base game that's still a microtransaction it's still a
0: microtransaction
3: guys
2: yeah that that just bit at the end or, reminded me or that. when they
0: when they say like i'm waiting for the technicality to come along because for years like lots of companies say oh well you know we, we have microtransactions no, no 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 in some cases you have macro transactions because this ends up costing you way more than 60 dollars uh, and way more than 10 bucks, you know, at what point does a microtransaction turn into a macrotransaction?
2: Yeah. Cause I think,
0: and I'm waiting for like somebody to be like, we don't have any microtransactions. Nope. We have macrotransactions. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I, I have a couple of games
2: on steam that the, I mean, they're granted their strategy games and the, yeah. the expansions do add quite a bit, but the base game costs me 60 yeah, And then every like three or four months, I'm coughing up 20 bucks for an expansion. If it's one that I play a lot, like Civ just did a, a season pass. It's $40. Okay. Plus they've already done two more expansions for 30 bucks a piece. So yeah. I'm what? 200 bucks deep on
0: that game now. Yeah. Uh, company or, or gaming companies are getting to the point where they're like, they're adding, they're, they're taking out features again and they're selling their, selling them to you sell- them later. To you later. Uh, the same thing's going on with flight simulator. I want to point this out. It's flight simulator, 2020, has uh three different versions the one comes you know there's the regular one Then there's the second adi- the the second tier edition which is five extra planes i believe and five uh additional like uh run or uh airports or uh landing pads yeah that are tailored to the game and then the ultimate edition comes with 10 of each like, so fucking tan <laughs> uh it's a tan sorry Let's well, just, if you don't know what that's from, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> Varsity Blues, go watch it. Uh, Yeah, so they have these extra things that they're clearly like, well, it's available. So why are you removing it? Like, why isn't it that you just said, you know what? It's a flight simulator. It costs more than a regular game. We're just going to ask for the $120 straight up. Like, why Why isn't that just the tactic right away? Like, yeah, it's, it's a flight simulator, guys. It's the most realistic flight simulator ever made for, for a PC. So why isn't your response like, well, you know It costs more to make. We did these things, these things, these things. Instead of, yeah, well, we're going to we're gonna remove some features so it can be at the $60 price and then we're going to put those features in at the higher cost. Like we've talked about this in the past. Like we're in listeners. Now we're getting in the territory of like, well, is, is 2K right? There's a difference between 2K and what's happening to this. With 2K, they're literally not giving you anything extra. <laughs> they're They're not really giving you anything for that extra ten dollars whereas this one the game probably legitimately did cost them more to make it probably did cost the development costs for this probably genuinely went up especially given the uh the satellite uh scans that they had to do for the terrain and all that shit like if you ever saw the making of it uh recently that they posted they showed the before and after of what uh the games look like before with uh, terrain and stuff like everything was flat mapping and stuff like that. Very little to it. Uh, still really cool, but nothing actually realistic to after where they show how the, the satellite mapping worked, the, the scans that they put in, it's unbelievable how good this game looks and you have to go, well, yeah, that, that probably did cost them a pretty penny to do that. That probably cost them a lot of money to actually put into the game like this. So, okay, that, that genuinely does bring up some costs. Whereas with a sports game, when it, you know, nothing's really changed and you're not getting really huge improvements. There's their engine hasn't moved very much. And they're talking about ray tracing in a sports game where you're dealing with stadiums, where ray tracing inside of an arena doesn't fucking matter, especially in the NBA, because there's no sun. well, Okay, now you have to start questioning. Did it really cost them any more to make? Do you see where where I'm going with this? <laughs> and so, I, sorry, so so like when I saw, it, I'm like, okay, well, how about we cut the like? It, I I looked at all three editions. I'm like, well, you know, more like, if I ever get it, it, it'd definitely be the
3: the more expensive one. And uh, since my father, oh, well, the was more a pilot, expensive one gives you round earth. Uh, whereas the, uh, <laughs> the base game, is, yeah, getting, you fly to the, the edge of the planet, anyone. and that's all you get. It, so, I, yeah.
0: so, uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably get the more expensive one. But it makes me wonder, like with the developers, do you think there was ever a conversation within, within, not just just the development within Microsoft to say, what if we just split the difference and, and had this be the cost, and just said, you know, somewhere find somewhere in the middle, include everything, and this is the cost. Yeah, you know. I don't. I don't understand the idea of treating Flight Simulator 2020 like it's Forza Horizon, where Forza Horizon gives you like the you know the Ultimate Edition, you get the the car pass as well, which adds more cars later. Yeah. Or more features, or more tracks, and stuff like that. Like that kind of stuff, where you get that. That kind of makes more sense. Whereas Flight Simulator, it's like, well, you pay 120, and you get these extra. You get these extra planes, and you get these extra. Uh, flight pads to land on and that's it well do you get a do you get a uh i don't know a a plane pass with it does it come with extra extra planes after that can i no? can i get cool shit to put on my dashboard why yeah why, why am i paying the extra dollar or the extra money why why isn't that just the upfront cost to begin with so anyway. And that's the thing
2: is I, I know sometimes
0: it sounds it's, a weird, it's like, a weird back and forth conversation to have, I know.
2: Yeah, because sometimes it sounds like, you know, I'm bitching about post-game support. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, oh, I've sunk two hundred dollars into this game. That I don't care about. The one that I care about is when a game comes out and then a month later they have another $20
0: expansion. Yeah.
2: And it's like, yeah, that shit got cut out so you could sell it to me for an extra yeah. 20
0: Yeah, and for me, it sounds like, you know, in some cases, the way I talk about it, it almost sounds like you know, I'm being a hypocrite because I'm saying, well, you can't charge $70 for a game. And then I'm turning around saying, well, you should just charge $120 right away. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, right now, listeners are probably like, man, this guy's really full of shit. <laughs> he's, he's just <laughs> a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're probably sitting there just like... I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm trying to, like, I'm really trying, I really am trying to, to emphasize the difference in what what is an actual added game cost versus what's not and an actual added game cost is that like this game actually adds realistic planes realistic features and the in each plane has its own set of physics everything about it is unique. scale it's huh
3: it's scale is massive yeah
0: i mean it's it this the scale the things that they've done and added to the game there's a reason why it's taking this long for them to bring back the the flight simulator series so there's there they literally did from build a game from the ground up. Whereas I have other games that are sitting there. You know, we have another game that's sitting there going, "Well, its development costs have gone up, and that's why we're going to go up to seventy dollars." But you're giving people the same fucking game that's already being made for this year, that's and you're not adding anything.
2: Only going to look slightly better.
0: Yeah, and your your sports games haven't really changed that much. So when we sit there and we see Copteam you know, copy and paste jobs listeners. That's where we're going. You guys can't tell us development costs is really increasing that much. You can't, you can't justify (laughs) that anymore. Comes
3: with hookers and blackjack. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, if you, you know, if, if 2k, (laughs) if NBA 2k were to turn into, you know, uncharted, then yeah. Okay. We can justify the cost, but you're still making just a sports game. So is it really increasing that much? If you were making, talking about the generational jump, from PlayStation to PlayStation 2, then yeah, you can talk about the increase in costs because especially with that console, because the amount of development tech techniques that you had to relearn and change in order to develop just for that console because of the proprietary nature of all of PlayStation systems up till play up, up till the PlayStation 4, where it finally became more like a PC, then yeah, you could argue, it, argue, argue that yeah, development costs have increased tremendously because you're having to relearn shit and you're having to do specific things in order to cater to that system but now that our systems are closer to PCs than they've ever been before and that everything is a lot more simplified than they were architecturally speaking you can't make that argument anymore because development costs aren't aren't going to become astronomically higher as games become easier to make with the newer tools especially the newer tools that places like unreal or like like epic are making with the unreal engine these engine makers are literally trying to help your job be simplified
3: yeah
0: so much more than they used to be so when I hear things like NBA well NBA it's gonna it's development costs are going up are they on NBA like 2k if you want to make this argument for Red Dead Redemption and the next Grand Theft auto okay we can have a conversation <laughs> we we can discuss that yes development pro- costs probably w- will go up. Why? Because if you're creating a new environment in a new area and everything's being built from the ground up, then, yeah, there's going to be these things of like, yeah, that's going to drive up development costs. Okay, we we can understand that. But if you're telling me that it costs more to make, you know, the L.A. Lakers uh, court now versus the L.A. Lakers court from last year, well, I'm going to have to call bullshit. Yeah. So that that's just one of those, you know, one of those things like, all right, well. Uh, you know i i i don't know where where the the money really breaks up to and there should be a more of a middle ground for the, for things like that but that's just my own personal thoughts uh moving on to other things and this is going to be the last bad company talk that we have hopefully jesus <laughs> there's so much shit a company called uh limestone a developer uh created a game called uh ion uh ion must die or aeon aeon must die aeon no, must, die. must die, Aon must die. And uh, it was shown off at the for the PlayStation State of Play, and we'll get into that in a, in a bit. But immediately, it has set off some controversy. And it has nothing to do with the actual game itself. It has everything to do with the company involved. And the reason is, is because Limestone, the, the developer Limestone, is turns out kind of a piece of shit. Uh, uh, apparently, they lost a shit ton of the developers who left because that game, that developer was the company itself was just soul crushing. I've worked for companies like this and where you are basically told if you put in extra time, if you put in the extra, you know, the extra effort, you will get this promise to you. You get more pay, more time off. uh, In some cases, not getting paid for upwards of a month and told, well, you know, we'll, we'll, you'll get double the pay at the end of the month. That kind of thing. I've had these things happen. It is not unusual anywhere in any industry. Listeners, this is not something new. This is not something solely uh, isolated to the gaming industry. But when you start hearing about more and more of these stories from the gaming industry, it does bring some light to (coughs) everyone of, holy shit, this is happening everywhere. This is not good. And when you treat people like this, it makes them very pissed off and makes them very... Unlikely to one continue in that industry, and two, to to even support you as a company, they'll they'll leave. You know, you end up with a lot of turnaround. So a lot of people left Limestone, and you know, fast forward, I guess about a year or so, Limestone and Focus show off the trailer for this game that looks really cool, looks really neat.
3: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: And immediately you're calling for things like it's theft. The IP was stolen. And that was the first accusation that I focused in on. I went, uh, it's theft. Like, OK, like this, there might be something here. Listeners, well, I want to point out it's not theft. No. There's no theft that, it took, that took place. And everyone who keeps bringing up theft is reading the headline and not bringing up the actual facts. And I'm going to I'm going to point out the reason why it's not theft. The IP has always been owned by Limestone Games. Limestone Games started the IP to begin with. The development team that is currently making the game is not the original development team. The original development team left. But the owner still retains ownership of the IP. It, you could have an entire company be liquidated as long as the ti- as long as that company still exists, it still owns the title. This is not something new. This is something that's been around for fucking ever. If the company still exists, it still owns the title of the IP. So all of your work can still be used by the new group coming in. And that's what happened. Everyone who was working on this game essentially had this soul-crushing experience where they were working for a guy who is sounds like a complete tool and a complete piece of shit. Multiple times they contacted their publisher, which would be Focus Home Entertainment, uh, uh, or is it Interactive? Focus Home Interactive. It's Focus Home Interactive. Okay, I'm wrong. Thanks. So, Focus Home Interactive were contacted multiple times by these employees before they left and told, "We we really need your guys' help. You're the publisher. We feel like you can have some sway, and you need to help us out." Now, a couple of situations could happen here. It could be easily the fact that they might have a contract with Limestone that says, "Well, if any if they decide to pull out of the con, pull out of the publishing, Limestone retains the title and can sell it to whomever they want." Which means that any money that Focus has put in on it and has paid for Uh, for the work, they lose. They don't get any of that money back. This has happened before in the industry. I've seen it a few times, actually. The other situation, which is probably the more likely, is that Focus, like most corporations, ignored any pleas. Ignored it entirely because money was involved. When money is involved, typically these companies just kind of ignore it and hope it just kind of goes away. So instead of stepping in and saying something to the CEO and getting him to come around and be like, you know, you're being a douchebag, they more than likely just ignored it that's that's the more likely case but folk let's let's point out the fact that focus did not steal this title they they did not steal it. they were the publisher they're a outside publisher they don't own limestone games they don't so limestone is still the owner of this ip which means that nothing was stolen nothing was taken their work wasn't taken from them now, were there egregious practices uh, taken place that were taking place? Absolutely, the guy didn't pay his workers. Sometimes he was he was coercing their workers by by telling them basically he'd fire them if they didn't do the work or work longer. Which they had, which
3: that can feel like theft. You know, I get yeah. the uh, the perception of that. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh
0: but when you guys left the company, you didn't retain the IP. Your work stayed with the company. Whatever you worked on while you were working for them. It's theirs. That's just the way it works. I've had this happen to me a few times. It sucks. You feel like shit. It is a soul crushing experience that you sit there and go, I don't even want to be in this industry anymore. Trust me, I get it. But at no point, you know, if if it worked where I left those companies and I still had ownership of whatever I made, I would have a lot of ownership and a lot of properties. Same thing goes for these guys. That's not how this works, though. When they leave, they leave. Whatever they worked on is owned by the company. That's how it works. Whatever you were under contract for, that's what they own. It's theirs. They can do with do with it what they want. So now, the game is under scrutiny, saying, "Oh, well, they they stole it." No, they didn't. They didn't steal anything. That's that's not what should be focused on. What should be focused on is that this is a shitty developer, and Focus kind of ignored things that was going on. That should be focused on. That should be looked at. We already know that Focus is responsible for some pretty shady shit, especially when it came to the developer, uh, frog studios who worked on, uh, the Sherlock Holmes games. That relationship quickly fell apart when focus decided that they were going to retain, uh, essentially the seller, the seller title. I, I like, uh, title ship for being the seller for, uh, the PlayStation store, the Xbox store and steam, uh, steam and stuff like that on, Frog Studios games. What Frog tried to do is essentially, after they had broken ties with Focus, they retain ownership of those IPs, so they own them, right? But the problem is, is that they're not listed as the as the seller, and Focus refused to give up the uh, title of sell of being the seller for those stores. Focus is essentially preventing them from being able to make money and sell those products on those stores, even though they own the IP. It's fucked up. It's really messed up listeners and I have no idea how they're getting away with it legally, but somehow they are. And I think that frog hopefully get takes into court and cleans, you know, cleans their fucking clock for it because that shouldn't be allowed. Now is focus responsible for everything that's taking place with limestone? No, I'm sorry. They're not. You can't turn around and equate one bad act with the other because they're completely two different situations. Is focus responsible for ignoring any help that was asked for from their development team. Yeah, that's what's happening here, but focus didn't steal the game and limestone surely didn't steal the game. So let's take that out of the equation and stop focusing on that shit. And I heard young. Yeah, I I watched young whole thing and he kept focusing back on, they stole, you know, in, in theft. I'm like, it's not theft, dude. They own the IP. It doesn't matter if it's an entirely new development team or not. You could replace an entire development team today at blizzard and the old development team couldn't claim ownership of World of Warcraft. Well, so it already
1: happened like ten times over.
0: Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, <laughs> working for that, working for Activision, absolutely.
3: Now the people that didn't get paid for their work, uh, if they are truly due money, then they can pursue legal recourse for that money. Fuck yeah, um, and they should. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but that's that's about the extent of it. Let's pay your workers.
1: How yeah. hard is it to do the right thing?
3: Nope.
1: <laughs> Too fucking easy. <laughs> <laughs> Too
3: fucking
0: easy. Yep. So, yeah, that's where that is. Uh, it's a crummy situation. Should you still buy the game and support the current development team? I Like, I want to say, yes, you should support the current development team because they're probably in the same situation. I don't want to support that CEO. I feel like that guy's just a scumbag <laughs> based off of everything they have. And listeners, if you're curious about the, the accusations that are being brought up against him, they have receipts. Trust me, they have receipts. They have a lot of receipts. <laughs> uh, it's actually in their Dropbox, which I think is posted publicly, which you can actually look at. Uh, some of it's written in other, in, in other languages, so you'd have to have translator, or a translator for it. But uh, there's a good majority in there that actually tells what it is and what's going on. And it's pretty fucked up. It's not on the level of Ubisoft fucked up, but it's a different level of fucked up of taking advantage of your workforce. And that shouldn't be allowed either. You know, hopefully this is another situation where it's a small enough company where this can actually legitimately bring about change, whether or not that actually gets, you know, happens between focus and them because focus says, oh, we're looking into it. Well, you're their publisher as a publisher. You're not the owner, so you can't really force a whole lot in reality. Uh, A lot of people say, well, what about active? What about the relationship that happened with Activision and and Bungie? Well, Bungie retained the, if you remember, Bungie retained the IP for Destiny. They retained ownership. That's the reason why they didn't go to Microsoft in the first place, because Microsoft actually wanted the title. But they wanted to have ownership of the IP, and Bungie wasn't going to do that again. They made that mistake with Halo. So they weren't going to turn around and do the same thing again. And Activision was willing to say, "We'll front the money, and we'll do all these great things about you. And then you find out from Marty, I think, recently in an interview where he said that, oh, yeah, but they made a lot of statements of, you know, we're going to force you guys to do a lot of really shitty shit <laughs> with this game. Yeah. And we're not going to look back because we're the publisher.
3: He went so far as uh, to say that that deal was an absolute mistake.
0: Yeah. And what well, what's really funny is the fact that Bungie at any point, the owners of Bungie could have told Activision to go pound sand. They literally could have. They could have told Activision, it's our title. We can do whatever the fuck we want. What are you going to do? Well, we're going to take our money away. Okay, well, you can take your ball and go, but we still retain ownership of the IP and you can't do shit about it. We'll go to another publisher. Bungie could have easily done that. They just didn't want to because it was a lot of money. There was a lot of money involved. So they sat there and they put up with Activision for a long time until finally it became a point where they just couldn't take it anymore. Finally, it just got to the point where they're just like, fuck it, we can't do this anymore. This relationship is awful and we're not going to, to do what we want. So it's a very different kind of situation where you had company you had a company who put up with it and you had in, in, in this situation, maybe Focus doesn't have that kind of that kind of clout. Maybe Focus doesn't actually isn't actually able to do anything to limestone, and I don't think they do. Uh, I don't think they can. I don't think they have the kind of uh, clout that they could over over frog, because with frog, they had already gotten the titles. And for a while they had a good relationship. They had already gotten the titles, and the titles were on sale. And it wasn't until Frog said, hey, we want to cut ties, we want to go do something else, and we want to work with somebody else, that Focus went, well, fine, we're going to take our ball and go home, and we're not going to give you back what we already, you know, what you already gave us. It's very different situations. Whole industry's kind of fucked off. (laughs) But anyways, moving on to something that we can actually talk about, state of play, PlayStation. Sony PlayStation had their state of play event, and we originally, when we heard about it, didn't know it happened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I found out a day later.
0: Yeah. They they stayed pretty, you know, they stayed pretty well grounded. It wasn't any kind, of, any kind of, you know, big announcement. Didn't focus on the PS5. Nah. Focused on PS4 games that were coming out. Uh, a lot of indie titles.
4: Yeah,
0: and some interesting looking ones. Uh, yeah, they had a Spel- Spelunky 2. Yeah. Which is like the old Spelunker.
3: Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it's one of those things. Like, they showed off actually a good handful of little indie titles that I'd be really interested to check out. But I've gotten so used to Xbox throwing that kind of stuff on Game Pass, I'm like, ah, do I really want to pay for it? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or I guess pay extra for it. Yeah. It's like, ah, I'll probably check this out when it eventually becomes a free game, or if I hit a lull.
0: Yeah, uh, there was really nothing like, you know, Aeon uh, Must Die I looked. It looks cool. I don't know if I'll play it because I don't know if I'll ever if I'd ever get to it. I have a lot of other stuff to go through. Yeah. And when going into this next generation, there's you know going to be a few games I'm going to want to focus on for this next generation coming up. But other than that, I'm going to want to focus on other games that I still want to finish from this generation. One of them, I'm going to have to sit down and force myself. I'm going to have to force myself to get through the last portion of Red Dead Redemption. And listeners, I know you're probably sitting there going, Oh my God, like, what are you loach?
1: Oh, I've given up.
0: <laughs> uh, but it's, it's such a slog to get through. I feel like I'm trying to play last of us too. And I might go back to Last of Us 2 at some point just to have it finished. But fucking Christ. (laughs) It just feels so long. Uh, And Red Dead Redemption 2 I've taken three breaks on. Because I just can't anymore with that game. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't, you know, again, it wasn't extravagant or anything like that. It was pretty basic and pretty down to earth. And they just, here are some games that are coming out and that's about it. It wasn't revolutionary, but it was satisfying. It was kind of cool to see some games that are coming out and uh, know that there's still more life in the PlayStation 4 than some people thought. So if you still have a PS4 and you're looking forward to some interesting titles for that before you go on to the PS5, there you go. And I'm sure these will be on the PS5 too. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised if most of the uh, PS4 library, especially downloadable titles, is going to be uh, immediately on the PS5.
3: We saw a gameplay for Godfall... And uh, yeah. I pointed out to Vargo that it looked like too human, uh, yeah. except you know better, but not substantially.
0: A <laughs> little bit more fluid mechanics. Yeah, A bit yeah, of yeah.
3: Controls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think really the biggest draw for me for that is the same draw for everything that uh, announces online co-op.
4: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh,
3: it'd be fun to go through this. So like, ah, I don't know if it's gonna be fun to go through with it for sixty bucks though.
0: <laughs> yeah it might be one of those titles we, we absolutely wait on uh to get um a lot of people can make a comparison of it to warframe which it i can sort of see
3: yeah some see aspects in but in general nah
0: but uh <laughs> yeah i mean if i'm gonna want to play something that's like warframe i'll just go play warframe yeah who uh, uh they recently had uh their Tenocon, which i forgot to bring up yeah, so i going to have to talk about that a little bit.
3: One of the uh, the games that I didn't see anything on until this uh, state of play that actually did look super interesting to the point where I would possibly buy it depending on the price is uh, the yeah. Pathless. And so uh, the okay. kind of high speed um, artsy shooter uh, looked pretty cool. Um, yeah. it, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it turns out. It has that nice simplistic art style that is really appealing to the eye. Yep, definitely different than what you typically get.
1: Uh mine was something completely off the wall. It was the announcement of the uh, the DLC or the expansion coming out for a Control. Control, mm. I haven't played Vargo Plate. but the expansion is going to be the crossover of Alan Wake. Yep, and I'm a huge Alan Wake fan.
0: Yeah, Remedy is trying to kind of close yeah. in some of their uh, their universes.
1: I loved Alan Wake, the, the first two Alan Wake games. Yeah, I and, loved could, them.
0: and based off of the things that are in control, I could totally see, see Alan Wake actually existing in the same universe. So other PlayStation news that's come out, uh, the PlayStation 4 controllers, while they are still compatible with the PS5 and playing it on PS4 games on the PS5, they will not, they clarified, they will not be compatible with PS5 games. So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, I felt like that was kind of a a bit of a bullshit reasoning for for them saying like, and they're like, oh, we want to make sure that our controllers have the full capabilities going into our going into the PlayStation Five titles. Uh, The PlayStation Five controller doesn't have capabilities that much different from the PS4 to justify you saying that. Other than haptic feedback, it's just not there. So, if you're telling me haptic feedback makes that much of a fucking difference, I'm gonna have to call bullshit. You're literally telling me that third-party controllers that won't have those features won't be usable with those games by saying that. That's bullshit. You know PlayStation is going to allow third-party controllers because it's more money. It's more licensing that they can that they can get money from, so they're going to allow it. So why wouldn't the PS4 be PS4 controllers be compatible with the PS5 con- uh, games because they want more money? That's the, you know, that's kind of disappointing to hear about and it doesn't really in the end. It's not going to matter too much for me because eventually I'll you know I'll have uh, more than one PS5 controller guaranteed. But it's a little bit of a bummer that that means that I'll be switch. You know, I I will eventually be getting rid of my PS4 controller sooner than I expected. <clears throat> I kind of wanted to run those, let those run their course and kind of die out <laughs> as right. use them as much as possible and let them die out and eventually just switch over as I needed to, rather than looking at that a lot sooner now. Ver, you know, depending on games and the reason why listeners, I usually have more than one controller so I can swap them out faster uh, from charging because in the past, the PS4 or the, P- the PlayStation controllers other than the PS3, which lasted pretty well, uh, PlayStation controllers don't last as long as the Xbox controller. So uh, it's kind of a I, I didn't really want to do this right away. That's why I was really excited about the fact that the Xbox with with the the upcoming Xbox that they're like, yeah, it's compatible with our older uh or older controllers, we just didn't want to, you know, we don't want to exclude those out because we know a lot of people own them. And especially with the new Elite that came out, they were like, we don't want to exclude the new Elite. We just came out with this controller. So,
3: yeah, it's compatible with the new system. Yeah, it, it, we, we, we've we sort of talked about it before. Xbox has been making a lot more uh, consumer friendly calls yeah. on this than PlayStation has. And it's sort of surprising. Um that, yeah, uh, that it's PlayStation's very, not you going toe-to-toe for it's it? it's
0: sort of surprising? It's very surprising. It's Microsoft. It's right. massively surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Other news that, have come, that that's come out, it's not really news. It's more of rumor. And I want you guys to take this with a massive grain of salt because we have no idea if this is actually true. It's just based off of a photo leak that supposedly came from the manu- manufacturing side for the PlayStation uh, 5 and that is supposedly the white shell casing for the PS5 is actually going to be removable and changeable. A lot of people have expectations of this could mean different colors, different designs, and stuff like that, to actually decorate your PlayStation 5 the way you want. And I can tell you right now that I think that Josiah is going to want to take that thing off and paint the goddamn things red. (laughs) (laughs) It needs to be faster, and that's the easiest way to do it.
2: (laughs) <laughs> put some flames on it. Um, yeah, flames are an instant 5 horsepower boost. So <laughs> Just don't just paint a the That's, you'll never that's just it. simple car physics right there.
3: <laughs> I just need the black with the uh, texture so I can complete the Sauron look. <laughs> yeah. but so you
1: can paint it literally turn it into a Decepticon.
3: <laughs> um
0: So yeah, it's it, supposedly that's what they're going for the design. If that's true, that's cool. You know, I I'd actually like to see that. That would be a lot like the uh, when the 360 came out and you had the removable faceplate. Yeah. Uh, the difference is, is that this is actually seems a little more functional because it's a, a, a more of a design aesthetic rather than just the faceplate, which on the 360 didn't make a whole lot of sense, and most people didn't buy them because a lot of those designs were crap.
3: Well, it a was lot of also them were given funny. away.
0: <laughs> this <is> true.
2: <laughs> it was also funny going over to a friend's house and you'd see like, you know, white Xbox, purple and
0: blue. Faceplate. Face plate. yeah.
2: You know, if I'm going to do something like that, I want the whole thing to look like it. You know, I'm going to buy like a wrap.
0: Yeah, whereas, whereas this one has these two shell clam casings, if that's actually the design, you know, can actually be changed on the design. That <laughs> actually is more of a design aesthetic because you just have that black middle portion, which is just an accent. <laughs> yeah. So this makes, this makes a little more sense.
3: When you when you said clamshell, it just made me immediately think, like, all right, somebody's going to go and make a giant Disney movie one. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. This Mama, is my went Bambi PlayStation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I might have my side plates look like, pieces of bread. <laughs> so. Uh, or hamburger buns. I did show you <laughs> the, uh,
2: <laughs> I posted the one in the group chat that was uh, lettuce, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was
2: gonna
0: say I know you saw it because yeah. I sent it to you and then put it in the group chat. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, so, in mo- keep you know keeping with the PlayStation theme, uh, other news that was announced, and this will lead us into a conversation with Anderson, is that Spider Man is a going to be an exclusive on the Avengers game coming out, uh, and will only be available on the PlayStation platform. And this left a lot of fans really pissed off, real butthurt. So I do have to say, like, I understand people's frustration. I understand the fact that they want, they, they feel like that that should be a property. It should, should just be available on the game regardless. If they're going to put it on one, put it on them all. I can totally get that. The thing is Sony owns the rights to a Spider-Man. And a lot of people see, they keep misstating this of saying, Oh, you know, Sony, you know, I understand it's Sony's relationship with, with, with Marvel. No, Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man guys. They've owned the rights to video game Spider-Man and film Spider-Man for a long time. And Marvel has not bought that back. They haven't been able to. There's been a lot of rumor that they were trying to. They've tried a lot of other things to get it back. It's just not going to happen. Sony has way too much money invested in that character and way too much money that they're making from that character to ever give it back. Now, they don't own the rights to the character in publishing. Publishing is owned by Marvel. That's two different things. But the character in video game form and movie form is owned. The the license is owned by them. So they make money off of Spider-Man every time it's shown in a movie, every time it's shown in a game. So if you want to be able to use Spider-Man in the game, it's, of course, going to be on their platform. Totally makes sense. I understand it. It's a marketing move. It's going to make people want to buy the game on the PlayStation solely. It's a smart move by Sony, marketing-wise.
3: But it is still a dick move.
0: (laughs) It's still a dick move. (laughs) I'm not saying (laughs) that it's not a dick move listeners. It is absolutely a dick move. It sucks for fans. It's
3: the same shit that they were pulling with, with the, the films (laughs) when When, it was going back and forth on that. When they threatened to take it away, they threatened to take their ball and go home. It's a dick move. It it
0: was a renegotiating tactic. In this case, it's a marketing tactic. So if you want Spider-Man and you have a PlayStation, great. You have a platform that'll play on no reason for you to be pissed off. It might not have been the the platform you originally had thought you were going to play it on, but there you go. Finding out about it after you've already pre-ordered, that sucks. Not going to argue that. That blows. If you've already pre-ordered it and it's going over to Sony, that sucks.
3: It'd be really funny if it, it was in the game regardless, just you know, a locked file, Tucked away, essentially. Yeah. And people, would, somebody found a way to just break it the fuck open on Yeah, on would Xbox. not be
0: surprised if you see that on PCs <laughs> really soon. <laughs> yeah. If that's the case, uh, I guarantee you somebody's going to look for it. But if you have it pre-ordered on Xbox and you already have a PlayStation, but you plan it on, you plan on playing on an Xbox. Nice thing is your pre-order. It's not locked in. You can switch it over. Whereas on Sony, if you buy something from the Sony store, it's locked in the moment. Yep. They, they The moment you buy it, it's pretty much that's the, when they take the money out. I think some of their policies have changed on that for some pre-orders because uh, if it uh, changes
3: so, dates yeah. yeah,
0: because of, Date changes, but other than that, that's there's not a whole lot you can do in this situation, and getting mad about it while it's understandable, not going to fix anything. It's not going to, it's probably not going to change a goddamn thing. It sucks for people who wanted to see that character on Xbox, but you guys gotta, you guys gotta understand it's, it's kind of the we're in that situation of when uh Soul caliber was doing that shit with uh characters specific, you know, characters that were only you know, per system. So that's kind of what you're dealing with right now. You had a, you had one console, like one console manufacturer that paid for this character, another console manufacturer that didn't. and In this case, it's a console manufacturer that owns that character. But with that said, Anderson's been playing the beta. And I got to ask, is it any good? That's fun. Is it? That's surprising as hell. Because every time I see the game, I'm just like, ah, well, it looks okay. I've, Don't okay. get me wrong, listeners. It does. It does look better now. When I've seen videos now, it looks a lot better than when they first showed it off. Right. They've gone through a lot of changes to try and make it look a lot better. But, I would certainly hope so. Yeah, but it, it's still not sell. I, I'm still not sold on it. So Anderson, has it sold you on the fact that you? Like, I mean, you you got the pre order because it was a gift.
1: It was my birthday present. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I, let's just right away wasn't his wasn't really his choice. He probably would wouldn't have even bought my it. My only input but it was gave what him a beta, he, now he gets yeah now yeah. he gets to know what he what what's good about it.
1: So I do have it on the PlayStation. My That's reason good. on it was before the Spider Man announcement, I was like I already have Spider Man on here. I'll just keep all my Marvel characters on here. Yeah, why that not? was my only logic. Uh, I will add one side note. Okay, so when I started the game, I obviously read the user agreements and see if I was allowed to talk about it, and I yeah. am. Because they're allowing uh, streamers to film, or uh, yeah, they're allowing yeah. a lot of
0: streamers to show off some of the game to talk about it. Yeah, and I think that's actually a really good choice. You know, hats off to Square Enix for even for for deciding that that was a good idea. When you have a non-disclosure agreement or anything like that, those things kind of suck because it doesn't allow if if your game is actually better than what you originally showed off and people badmouth it. This gives people an opportunity to
1: say, actually, it's a lot better than you think it is. <laughs> The reason why i'm bringing this up now is actually there was something new on the agreement that i'm think we're going to start seeing from games what's that and it goes it talks in details about the microtransactions of which you're going to get out of those microtransactions via the uk's agreement on agreement the okay yeah, yeah because
0: the uk is originally yeah i forgot about that listeners we actually haven't had a chance to really talk about that but after they had made the announcement that they were trying that they were looking at making official Uh, For certain microtransactions, specifically surprise mechanics, uh, loot boxes, that is, to be seen as gambling, they are absolutely going through with that. That looks like it's going to be passed into law officially with uh, the UK.
1: And this was on the agreement on a beta. So I could tell you that the only microtransactions that it should said was cosmetics and expansions. Mm -hmm. That
0: was it. And originally they had talked about other things that were going to be in there, I think about six months back. They talked about other mechanics that were actually going to be in there that were going to be microtransactions, including some loot
1: boxes. I could see boosters being in it, but I'll explain to that when I get to that part. But that was a pretty interesting side note. I was like, okay. I was like, so this is officially happening. At this point, we all agree it needs to happen. Yeah, loot boxes need to be banned. (laughs) Loot box mechanics absolutely need to be banned. As the rollback to a previous conversation today. They need to be banned like TikTok. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Josiah said, it's sad that we had to have like no microtransaction as a feature. But at the other end, I'm glad that that some people are trying to take actions against them or actions to control them a bit better.
0: Yeah, it's a shame. Here's the thing. It's a shame that the government, that any kind of government body has ever had to interact and, and get involved in this kind of situation to the point where they had to tell a company you can't do this anymore. Like that, that should have been, that should have been kind of plain as day to the company to begin with. But I'm glad that we're getting to that point of this is this is actually causing these developers to rethink how they were going to do things to begin with. So the fact that that's actually in there to begin with is say, yeah, because of certain things, these are these are the kind of things you're getting instead. We're not going to be doing this. We're not going to be doing that, but we will be doing this and we will be doing that that we can get away with, you know, cosmetics, that kind of stuff. Not overly a huge fan of, of cosmetics being a being a cost thing for a game that I've already paid for. Back in our past, we used to just earn those things, but I am more comfortable with that than when they start to just try to get more money out of it out of me by instigating a mechanic that makes me feel like, well, if I just bought the booster or bought a, a loot box, that gives me an incentive to kind of bypass the system.
2: I'm also okay with cosmetics as long as they're cheap.
0: Yeah, as long as they're reasonable. What was that game that recently came out, like the cosmetics cost? God, I don't remember. But Wasn't that like, one of the Dead Alive games? I can't remember. Oh, my God. No, I those know games, was, uh, they'll sell you
2: costumes, but they're like 500 to get all of them all for of them. every character. Yeah. yeah, And a lot
0: of them aren't really worth it unless you're like a real completionist. Yeah, and, yeah, there was a game that I can't remember what it was, but it actually was talked about. Even, even uh, Angry Joe brought up uh, a few times yeah. where like they were just charging you. Ridiculous amounts of money. Like, he brought up one that was a, it's a, it's a gun skin and it was $20 for one.
1: And I went, what the fuck? Like you. That was like, Apex Legends. Was it? It was, I remember that exactly. It was Apex Legends. No, that's, that was a different one.
0: That's, oh, that that's, was, at the Tomahawk that's the, Apex. that was, that was the, you're, you're talking about the one that required the people to, to buy the currency over and over again Yeah. and to participate in that season. No, this was actually a legitimate, just a gun, a straight up gun skin you could buy. And it was $20. And it was blue. And it was blue. That was it. That was it. And we went, what the fuck? So listeners?" You if you, you, if you want, like, sorry, we're, we're misquoting because I don't have the information in front of me directly. But if you want to go look up that stuff, Angry Joe has a few videos about that showing off the amount of money that people are having to shell out for these cosmetics. And it's unreal. So, yeah, if they're reasonably priced, totally okay. Yeah, because <laughs> we went over this with uh, Titanfall 2 because
2: yeah. they quit updating the game but they were releasing cosmetics and everything yeah and uh i went and bought some of the you know because they they released prime titan skins and i think those were like 10 bucks a piece but you got like a stat boost with it and it's like an entirely new skin and everything yeah and i paid for some of those i think i paid for two of those for the two that i played with the most okay. and then they were doing regular gun skins and they did a couple that were like i think there were two bucks a piece and i bought most of those because they were pretty cool okay but then they started doing others that were like 10 bucks a piece and then they came with you know more stat boosts and like challenges that you could follow i didn't buy any of those gotcha so there's there's a limit i think once you go above like two bucks that's where you lose me that's fair especially for gun skins that's fucking ridiculous yeah
0: just a little bit but uh so sorry getting getting back to what you were talking about uh like gameplay, gameplay feels okay, so good and stuff
1: like that. And, I'll just start off from the beginning. So you yeah. start the game off; it puts you in the tutorial mission. This is the thing everybody's been watching okay. for the trailers. I could say the reason why it looks slow is because it will actually—it's literally giving you, it's holding your hand, telling you how to play with each and every one of the Avengers, and that's why it feels slow.
0: Yeah. So is that the? That's
1: the. Yeah, that's, the that's that's kind of the, the demo. Scene. That's kind of the demo that we're seeing. That's we've the, seen the demo. With the that is the tutorial already. mission. Okay. By the time you get near the end of it, you get a boss fight. Do you want me to give out spoilers? That's with Taskmaster. Or yeah. Master. you play and, as Black and, uh, Widow versus Taskmaster. Yeah. By the time you actually get to play as Black Widow and all the Toros over, you actually start moving fluid, and it's like playing as Batman in the Arkham games. That's good.
0: That's it's it's nice to hear that the combat's a little uh, like more fluid than what it looks like because almost every single time we've seen, it's because of that demo and everything kind of feels clunky. Uh, Thor has always struck me as like he he throws the hammer like
1: there's no momentum, like there's no. A heft to
3: it. Yeah, he's attacking with pillows. <laughs>
1: yeah. I would compare the Thor's gameplay as a a dumbed down version of God of Wars That's Kratos. Okay. He definitely used the hammer just like he used the axe. Okay. Each player like had I wouldn't say unique. You can obviously tell by now that each character is almost like a copy and paste from a previous game on their gameplay. All right. Like when he plays Iron Man, it felt a lot more like Anthem. Okay. When you play as Captain America and Black Widow, you feel like it's a little more like Batman. Yeah. When you play as Hulk, well, it's Hulk. Thor felt a little bit like God of War. And then Ms. Marvel just feels like a basic beat-em-upper. Okay.
0: It sounds to me, like, based off of what your reaction is and what other people who...
1: Even, even people I who think said it breaks down to class systems. Yeah,
0: Even people who said yeah. they had no desire to ever play it, like, don't didn't even want to buy it, based off of what they saw... I've heard a lot of people changing their minds based off of this this beta, and it sounds to me like this is a game that could absolutely benefit from having an open beta rather than a you pay to get the play of the beta. And there's going to be an open beta, and and they should yeah they should absolutely continue with that, go through with it, let us be the judge. And Square Enix, I would love for you to make make a liar out of me. Would love to. Now like I I absolutely would be all for me having to 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 step back on my own hypocrisy and say I was a fucking idiot for ever denying that this game would look good and that would be great because more superhero games that are good
3: good thing yeah, we've said it before we we want your game to be good
1: yeah but we want you to whether be or not it's gonna
3: be is, is another story yeah absolutely
1: now i will say that when i played the game i've spent most of the beta playing as hulk Okay. Cuz after you get past that you get another story mission which will unlock the matchmaking. That story mission you play mainly as the Hulk and a little bit as Miss Marvel cuz that's who the it's focusing yeah, in on. Yeah, Miss
0: Marvel is the main, is actually the main character, which is an odd choice.
1: Uh I can understand from a different perspective because yeah. I know in the last few years she's been gaining steam with the younger Marvel. Okay. Campaign. Yeah, she's the
0: she's the newest Miss Marvel. Yeah. So
1: cuz she's like in all the cartoons now, she's in a lot of the comics. Yeah. Even when we played Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, they focused on the younger Avengers. Okay. Because you know, with this focused on Spider Gwen, when we got to her, they focused on Miles Morales. Yeah. So, she's the I could tell that she's the drawn for the younger crowd. Okay. I can't disagree. Cause she was fun to play as. And it is co-op, right? I've gotten to the point where you can't do co-op. So why? So here, it's
0: it's not co-op until you get to a certain point.
1: So my guess so far, based off the beta, All is
0: right. there's
1: campaign missions which will be solo. Okay. And then what you would define as just open missions, kind of like Warframe. Okay. Well, that's the co-op part. All right. The nice thing is that yeah, when I it did. Yeah, games as a service. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when I did get to that part, the nice thing is that when I, I played about one match of online, it gave me the choice to either play with somebody online or just play by myself. My okay. choice.
0: Really quick. Since you say that, like it gives you the choice. Does it feel like it's accomplishable comfortable as a single player? Yes. Only.
1: Okay. Right now, so far, playing less. If you don't want to play with nobody... Yeah, because there are there yeah. are some
0: games where, like, you know, even Warframe, where it's just like, oh, well, you can play this solo. It might not be fun <laughs> in some missions, but you can play it
1: solo. So um, far, what I told on my one match is that if you play solo, it takes longer. Okay. So it really depends how much time you want to invest into a mission.
0: All right. It's kind of like, you know, yeah. Destiny. You can play most things in Destiny solo. It's just a lot uh, sooner just finished with a friend. Really freaking hard <laughs> in some cases. Like I've seen people uh do the pit of heresy and even now the uh uh prophecy dungeon in Destiny Two by themselves, you know, solo plays. And I'm just like, God damn, like that is anoth- that is another level of talent I will never have. Ever. And I'm willing to admit that. I'm just unbelievably good. So but as but- long as it doesn't feel like that when you're playing the normal game, that's okay.
1: Now playing this I could tell you that I'm probably I'm almost hooked on just playing as the Hulk.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, well, we're all surprised. Just, yeah. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> but that the end of the second story mission gave me the one thing I've been wanting to see for a while. I finally got the Hulk versus Abomination fight. Abomination looked fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, that'll be really that's actually and when really Abomination
1: good does show up. He's like three feet, three or four feet taller than Hulk and Hulk's just looking up at him. You're like, oh, that's, yeah,
0: that's really uh, that's really encouraging for Jesse. He loves the Hulk. So, uh, I'm sure he'd be really excited to, to see that. But at this point, would you recommend for anybody to pre-order? Or, you know, I'm sure you're probably in the same camp as, as I am of wait, play the public beta, see if you like it.
1: That's what I'm going to tell players, play, play the public beta. So, the other thing it let me mess around with is that I'm going to guess this would be per, premium currency. But it gave me premium currency to mess around with. Now, nothing will roll over to the main game because it just tells you straight up front. You get two nameplates, which mean nothing. Mm, that's... I I have a problem with that.
0: They did the same. They did something similar with. Uh, I remember them doing something similar, or, or not them, but I remember something similar happening with Anthem, where we were given just a cosmetic. Yeah. In in the beta, and, and it didn't nothing. transfer. It didn't transfer over to the demo. Didn't transfer over to the main
1: game either. You're getting two nameplates that transfers over to the full game, but nameplates yeah. mean nothing to me in that game. Okay. When you play nameplates, it's just something that's shining around your name. But I got to see the store and how the store worked. And so yeah, I can tell you 100. It's all going to be about cosmetics for premium currency. They had a pretty much for Hulk. The only thing I could have done with the Hulk was uh, more green Hulk, gray Hulk, different pair of pants. Hulk. Uh, <laughs> the one that popped up was a different expandable pants. <laughs> what's the character? Joe Fix-It. Okay. And like the mafia version of the Hulk.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Lou Ferrigno. So
1: each Lou character Frigno. had like an actually different color costumes. Like when I switch over That'd to be Iron be an Man. That'd be
0: interesting one to see. Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah.
1: Iron Man had old like the Mach One Iron Man, then it had the uh the Invincible Iron Man. So they yeah, had different ones. And Miss Marvel had a fun one which was called a Throggy, where she tries to dress up like Thor and has a frog a Thor helmet in the shape of a frog on her head. Okay. So they kind of went all over the place with the different things you can choose of. So there's a ton of cosmetics and I could see that easily being where they really get a lot of money.
4: All right.
1: And then the gear setup, which is more of the RPG element. Each character does have their own skill tree that you can invest into combos, that kind of stuff. And then there's also gear that you can get. And it was a lot more like out the gear set up an anthem where gears is just really just stat bonuses. Okay. You don't actually get to see hopefully any change on your character. Yeah, hopefully just stat it's not bonuses. one of those
0: things. Hopefully it's not one of those things where it turns out none of that stuff matters.
1: Uh, I use some <laughs> of the gear stats on Hulk. Yeah. So like one of the things that I found Early on because you can get resources and at the second stage when you play it does encourage uh, adventuring. Yeah. Going off and just find different little things you can find. Yeah. Like I found little collectibles here and they're just doing that. And like one of the stat bonuses I got was like something I got to the Hulk to where he gives out ready. Uh, when I get rage mode, now my gamma radiation acts like a poison towards others. Now the last thing I can't confirm, but it, but it felt like to me, is I have a feeling when you go on a matchmaking it's host based. You're thinking it's P2P. Yeah. All right. Which, that's the only thing on my top of my head that's a little worrisome, because if you get online and somebody's got shitty internet, you're kind of fucked.
0: Well, also, if you get online and somebody's got a lower-level system, you're yeah. also likely going to have some downgrading in, in visual aesthetics and stuff like that. So,
1: For me, it's, I've got a feeling this is going to be a fun birthday present. Yeah. But for everybody else, play the open beta. So I know this ne- next upcoming weekend will be another private beta for all systems, and then the weekend after is going to be the open beta. So far, I've had fun. That's what I can say, is I had a lot of fun playing it. Well,
0: as we'll all we'll get on the open beta and try it out and give our final thoughts on that and see whether or not it's actually something that we'd actually uh, put our money into. So far, like I said, any of the gameplay stuff, it looks better, but I'm still not totally sold. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn came out on PC, and while that is a huge thing for PC gamers, and if you haven't played it, I still recommend it, but apparently there is... It's not the greatest of ports, and that's kind of sad. There's a lot of stability problems, and it can get really unstable when you're trying to mess around with some of the settings at times. Massive load times for after you change certain settings in the game. So it's not the best port, and this is kind of a bad mark when other PC gamers who have never experienced the game on PlayStation are getting thinking, man, PlayStation gamers are way out of whack. They, you know, how can they like this game this much? It's a better experience on the PlayStation, sadly, which is weird to say. But hopefully Sony sees the, you know, sees the issues, and hopefully the developer sees the issues, and whoever is doing the port gets wind of it and goes, okay, we have to issue a patch. We need to really we really do need to fix this. Cause it's not fair to the PC crowd to get such a great title and for it to not be, in my opinion, what should be a superior experience, just doesn't make sense.
3: That yeah, it, it was a game of the year game. <laughs> yeah,
0: I you know PC the the PC crowd absolutely deserve a, a an even better experience than what we got, and what we got was a phenomenal one. So moving into oh no, shit, forgot Warframe. Fuck. So Warframe <laughs> had Tenecon, <laughs> and uh, Tenecon is their. Yearly thing that they show off, what's going to come up next for Warframe, what's happening within the studio, different designs, tons of stuff. And one of the things that showed off is the new open world area we are going to be getting. And it is pretty fucking crazy looking. Uh, it is this entire infested location, big open spot. You're going to be able to create your own mechs which is badass talked about that with Josiah and I'm pretty sure that's probably the only incentive I have for him to actually jump into Warframe at this point. Well, I mean, and to want to play it.
2: Seeing as pirate ships didn't
0: really work out the way we wanted. Pirate ships, you know, the pirate stuff is actually fun. Uh, it's just a fact of if you're going to have fun, you need to have a full crew and having a full crew is a lot easier with people, you know, than with randos. Couldn't we just fill up the rest of our crew with rum? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because, you know, Miles and I went on those a few times and it was actually enjoyable with the two of us.
3: Yeah. Uh, and and uh, we, the more you upgrade your ship, the more doable it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, it takes a lot to upgrade stuff, but eventually you get there and, it, and it's actually really fun to enjoy. The downside is when you don't have a full crew or when you don't have or when, when randos come in and decide they're going to go do their own thing and they're not going to actually do what you need everybody to do. There's always that problem with that so it's the same problem any, any co-op game has yeah we would like to have other people join our crew we would like to have you guys come in because we miles and i both have ships
1: <laughs> i know and i just got my ship and i'm taking my sweet time yeah my problem with these games and is... you don't have to
0: have a ship to join us no
2: no, no, no. i'm just saying <laughs> my problem with these games is much like destiny since i'm not even in town for most of the week yeah and my time is limited when i am back yeah I'm so far behind you guys. It's not even really worth the time to try and catch up because by and the time I catch up, you guys are already on to the next. Thing. And I would
0: agree with that. Except for the fact that miles was actually light years ahead of me in level and everything in this game. And I have passed him.
2: Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I'm just saying from where I'm standing, it's like, we were talking about
0: destiny. I'm still at like, like don't get me wrong. It took me a long time. It took me a lot of time. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to dress that up, but I get where you're I get where you're coming from and it was very intimidating when I started in but e- even if you just put in a couple of time like a little bit of time or like you know, on a weekend every now and then that's more than enough like yeah. just to just to play with us and we we will easily anytime you ask we will easily jump in and say yeah we'll help you out.
2: Yeah cuz I know with Destiny because you guys are going to have to carry Steve me is that. having
0: to do the Steve is having to do something similar with us with Destiny. He does that constantly for He's us. He has a lot of patience with us. And he has a <laughs> tremendous amount of patience and it's awesome to have and part of the reason is because he has nobody to like consistently play with him so it's one of those things like he needs friends in there yeah so i get that but at the same time he's very generous in the fact that he will devote his time and say hey i'm gonna take you guys and we're gonna go and do this and i'm gonna help you out i'm gonna help you out with this mission because i had to do this by myself or i had to do this with randos and it sucked yeah and so he, he's more than willing to be like, yeah, I'll help you guys out. I'll show you some of the mechanics. I'll also even take you guys to things that like most people won't even show you, like hidden chests, stuff like that. So Miles and I will gladly do the same thing for you in Warframe. We'll we'll help you out. We'll take you into missions that you feel like, you know, even, even missions you're like, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm going to need somebody to carry me. I've done that with Anderson.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Sometimes we have to be the Sun Pie. That's okay. Yeah. We're a clan. That's what we do. So, and same thing will happen in Destiny. <laughs> when you jump in, we'll have to jump in and help you out. I, I had to, you know, I had to help, uh, Jesse get through the moon on destiny. I had to help Loach get through the moon on destiny. I mean, it's, it's just what we do. We jump in when we can or where we can every now and then we'll, we won't feel up to it, but we'll let you know. Yeah. But we will help you out. Eventually we'll, we'll jump in and be like, yeah, let's do this. Let's, let's go ahead and get it done. you over with Loach is, uh, you know, way behind in destiny with us. And he's just now catching up on like uh the Shattered Throne, which is a dungeon. I still
1: have he to has, do that. Yeah, he has an
0: exotic. Do you have any do you have the exotic mission for it too? As I well? probably do, you probably read
1: off. Uh on. it's uh for not
0: the, it's for the, sent me. It's for the wish <laughs> yeah. And uh it's an exotic bow. It's very specific for what it does. It's not a bad bow, it's a decent bow. But it's it's a cool mission to go through actually. But Loach is on a step that that we cleared out weeks ago. We're slowly trying to get everybody caught up with certain things. And it's tough. I mean, Jay can't jump on every week. He yeah. can't jump on all the time. You can't jump on all the time. Loach can't jump on all the time. But when you guys can, we'll help you out when we can. So, That's fair. Really quick, though, with uh, the last, last thing on Tenecon. So they revealed that you're can build. you going to be able to build your own mechs. That's the new thing. That looks badass. Uh, looks freaking awesome. The new open area looks tremendously cool. It was granted. It was all on PC. So we have the stipulation. Of, like, it's not going to look quite as good on the consoles. That's fine. I wouldn't mind if it looked like that on the next generation, just saying. But it had some really cool stuff. The day and night cycle thing was the craziest fucking thing I've seen. <laughs> and it was the fact that the the nighttime snake, get whatever thing that puts light on the air or on the, the open area, gets attacked by the daytime one. And it just blasts its ass to shit. And I'm assuming it does it vice, ver, you know, vice versa for when the, the, the night cycle changes. It was the crazy, one of the craziest things I'd seen. And then everything turned fucking ludicrously hostile <laughs> in the air. Like turning but out your neighbor's
3: cool. lights by shooting them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very crazy.
0: Uh, but it was, it was really cool. Listeners, highly encourage you to go look at their presentation for it. It was all awesome to watch. Yeah. Heart of Demos. Yeah. Heart of Demos uh, had some really cool lore stuff going on with it. Something I'm looking forward to playing.
1: I want to do one more announcement right before we get the reviews. I know. Sorry, listeners.
0: Yeah, it's a long. Sorry. We knew it was going to be a long podcast because we were gone for two weeks. We were gone for two weeks and all this shit kept happening.
1: <laughs> so some of that to me snuck in on the radar that I had not noticed until I started doing some research was the announcement of the next Dark Pictures Anthology game coming out this Halloween. Okay. So Man of Medan* was the first game. Yeah. The second game comes out this Halloween called Little Hope. Cool. And it's about these college kids who are on a bus that breaks down a New England town yep. that has a history of witch hunting. And as they're going to the town, they realize, as they look at the history of the previous people killed in the back of the times, yeah. well, they're doppelgangers, and they have to find out why.
0: That's cool. I didn't know that. I knew about the, bu- the, the bus breaking down thing. Yeah. They, they talked about a, a little bit of a synopsis And that was that, about but...
1: it. And they did keep the same actor who's the character in the first game. Cool. And they said this is the second of eight games. Wow. All right. They're going for full out anthology.
0: All right. Let's do this. I'm down.
1: That's it. Listeners. Are, cool they keeping,
0: thing. are they keeping it for the same pricing or are they going for a little higher?
1: Uh, same price. Okay, same wow. price point at the moment. Nice.
0: Yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, that'll be a buy regardless for me. Looking forward to taking on more psychosources. <laughs>
3: what like was, adding on what was the new plate? one, Miles? Giraffe spiders. Giraffe spiders. <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck <laughs> we were we were watching a movie about these like it was this a stupid film seven guardians of the tomb the whole time i couldn't figure out who the seven guardians were uh because they're never there but the uh the movie has these ridiculous spiders in it and <laughs> we were joking around i don't know how it got out but it, at some point miles goes oh my god giraffes <laughs> we got into this whole thing like oh my god giraffe neck spiders fuck no <laughs> the most terrifying thing i could think of oh that sounds horrifying <laughs> we were just joking and joking about it i was like oh my gosh this is the new this is the new stegosaurus <laughs> this is the stegosaurus movement or moment we're being followed uh anyways that's an inside joke listeners i don't know if i i don't know if we really ever explained the whole stegosaurus thing on on the podcast uh yeah i don't but, know <laughs> we'll have to save that for another day Anyways, moving on to reviews. I'm going to go ahead and start off with the uh, stuff on Netflix. Going to go with uh, Transformers to begin with. So we had Transformers War for Cybertron. And uh, I watched, I couldn't get past the first three episodes, listeners. Sorry. You gave it more time than I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's not awful in the sense that it's 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 not, you know, well done really. It's just, It really does come down to what you know, Miles. You brought this up. It's it's just not for me. I think. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of the writing. I don't like the drama that's thrown in. I felt like I was watching a CW show with robots that should be warring with each other but aren't and are more concerned with drama. I agree. That's surprising as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, so I gotta point this out, listeners. Loach loved this show. He loves it. Fucking loves it. Yeah. He's Italian. Uh, Binge watched it <laughs> in like two days, I think. Something like yeah. that. He watched it in two days, loves everything about it, loves the nostalgia. And I think that's more of what he's focused on than anything. Uh, because he tells me that I'm overthinking it, and I go, I think the problem is that you're not. And that's not a bad thing. So, listeners, I want to point this out. There's a big difference between how I see it versus how he sees it. Loach is watching it for simple entertainment value. And that's kind of where you should be at when you're watching it, your brain shouldn't turn on. And my problem is, is I watched it and within the first 15 minutes of the first episode, my brain turned on and went, something's off. Something's not right here. I don't feel the nostalgia. I don't feel the love. And I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong. I've gone back and watched some earlier Transformers episodes and they do not hold up. But that said, my, my brain's just like, yeah, it's, this is not for us. Like you You're going to be overthinking you're going to you're going to be thinking about this shit all the time. This is not going to stop. So that's where it kind of kind of went from there. And I I tried to give it more episodes. Maybe it would get better. That kind of thing. And I gave it three episodes and just couldn't finish it. By the time I got to the third episode, there was a moment and I don't want to do the spoiler, but there was a moment with with Jetfire. And if you watch it, you'll know when it happens in episode three. And I went, really? I was done. I just couldn't have any more with that show. I was I was out now after hearing, after doing this, I was talking about it with Loach, Loach point out, he's like, I think you're overthinking it. I told him, I think, you know, I think the issue is that like you, you don't think about it at all. And that it came across as a, as an insult. And I didn't mean it as an insult. It was the fact that like he could watch it for simple entertainment value. And that was it. He, he could enjoy it and he could enjoy it for what it was and what he was looking for out of it. And that was it. And for me, I couldn't, my brain turned on and that was it. It was over. So yeah. when I first heard Loach's opinion on it, I thought Anderson's probably going to be the one out of the group that's going to agree with Loach. Anderson's going to be the one that's like, you know what, I can just enjoy it, and that's it. So it's really surprising for you to say, I agree. <laughs> that's why I said that's surprising as hell. Because we thought you would be the one to be like, you know what, I can just enjoy it for what it is. No.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a very hardcore odd. Transformers nerd. Okay. Listen, just go play War for Cybertron, you'll be great if you're a hardcore comic book fan or know anything about the war for Cybertron, yeah, you're going to fucking hate this.
0: Okay.
2: Which is initially why I got really excited when this was announced. Okay. Because that explains a lot of your comments earlier. Yeah. Right, when you and I talked about it afterwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll
2: get there though. Okay. That's fair. If you're not <laughs> yeah, we'll, a huge we'll, fan, we'll come back to you.
1: If you're not a huge fan and you just want to watch it and not know anything, you might be okay. Okay. Um, one of the biggest things missing is if you're a huge comic book fan. One of the subplots is Orion becoming Optimus Prime. Okay. Because, of, oh, because of Optimus Prime's original name was Orion before he took on the mantle of Optimus Prime and getting upgraded to that position.
0: Explaining how he became a Prime.
1: Yeah, how he became okay. a Prime.
0: And it which starts, is implied slightly, I guess, in the series. Er, in the series, kind of mm-hmm. with the uh, with the the mention of their of their mentor with Megatron. Yeah. They, they Sorry, spoilers. At
2: for, like, two minutes. Yeah. But, right.
0: L- listeners, that's, that's a slight spoiler, but that's in the first episode. So
4: Yeah.
1: And Optimus and Megatron actually started off as pretty much Orion, which he would be at time. And Megatron started off as best friends. And it's actually the rift that causes the whole okay internal battle between two of them. But the subplot of War for Cybertron is Optimus or Orion becoming Optimus Prime arising to the occasion. Okay. Even though this entire war destroys their planet. Okay. And Bumblebee is. Oh man, I don't. Want, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Miles, Miles, you couldn't even get through the
0: first episode.
3: No, I made it through most of the first episode. Uh, probably last five ten minutes before I cut it off. Yeah. Um, the the dialogue was just kind of painful to begin with. Um, right. The animation was <laughs> off. Like I don't want to say bad because you know it it works but it's not how it should be. Yeah. Um they don't they don't they don't work like robots. And one of the first things I learned in 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 animation and and modeling is you design things how they're supposed to function. And in yeah. here you've got robots that bend and squash and stretch. And like that's that's not robotic. That's no, not metal, how metal that goes. Not metal. They're um like rubber. There's there's a part where they're running, running away from a scene instead of transforming into the vehicles that allow it's them to move at higher rates of speed. And that
0: instantaneously recognizable.
3: Yeah. I was like, what
0: the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Um, Instantly. Miles was OK. So listeners, really quick. Miles was listening to me. Watch the watch the first episode and he hears me out loud go. Why the fuck aren't they transforming to get away from this? Yeah, instantly goes. I said the exact same thing. I thought the exact
1: yeah. same thing also.
0: Yeah, and I, went, I went, wow. So, OK, so it's not it, it wasn't just me. No, it wasn't just miles. Everyone in the group saw this
1: immediately.
0: My first thought
2: was, so why are you running away on foot? I want to point out that this was just after. you're this, literally this was,
1: fucking transformers yeah. transform. I literally <laughs> this is literally after what the
0: fuck I had already in my mind of something's off. Something's not yeah. right. And my brain starts working while I'm watching the show. Never a good thing, listeners. I should just be able to shut my brain off and enjoy robots doing battle. But instead, my brain's already going, something's off, the writing doesn't feel right, dialogue feels kind of clunky. Optimus Prime kind of seems like a bitch. Yeah, Bumblebee (laughs) seems like an asshat, and I'm not really enjoying the characters very much, and it keeps interrupting certain plot lines for drama on a personal level. And I'm going, I don't care about this. Like... I don't care what's happening right now. You have nothing that's built up to this point to make me go, yes, this is a deep story and I should care about these characters. You need to build up to that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's trying to do it in the first episode. So I'm already there. And then that moment happened and I went, my brain went full fucking throttle at that point. It was just like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And it would not stop. Yeah. You start noticing everything wrong.
3: Yeah. I got to that point. I was like, all right, not for me. I turned it off, removed it from yeah. my list.
0: I'd rather watch Revenge of the Fallen again. Ooh. That's
3: actually
2: similar to a comment that oh, I made. Oh, I
3: fucking hate that movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At least they move the way no. they're supposed to.
0: <laughs> right?
2: Now, I was talking with Vargo because he messaged me, what was that, Sunday night?
0: So I messaged you and I said, I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback on this. I won't tell you what I think because I didn't want to skew what you what you have had to say but I'm curious what you'll think. Cause I was excited going into this. Yeah.
2: I started watching the episodes this Monday. I watched the first three episodes Yeah, in one sitting. I fell asleep halfway through the third episode. So I had to go back and rewatch it. But, but I was giving you updated commentary. And by the third episode, I think one of my last comments for the night was Michael Bay handled this license better.
0: Yep. That was your comment. And uh, that was like that. That was when I was like, "Did you see the thing that I that I was talking about with with Jetfire?" Yeah, and he goes, "Yes." He's like, "That was stupid." And I liked the way they handled me- it
2: in the cartoon better. Oh yeah, because I mean, and the cartoon is simple, but it made more sense for the character.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I liked the way that they handled it in uh, the movie. Yep, because that actually made more sense. And then uh, in this one. I feel like the writing is so simple to the point where you can almost write down script directions. Optimus comes in and gives an order. Female robot doubts order. Other characters bitch at each other. Move on to (laughs) Decepticon side. Megatron is evil. Starscream is a whining bitch, blah, 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 blah. And then just the episode ends five seconds of battle next episode. (laughs) And I kept, yeah. I remember I kept making comments about this. So I was like half of the voice actors sound like they're just there for the paycheck. Oddly enough, the only voice actor I feel like was doing a good job was the one for Bumblebee. Yeah. But you know, but I don't like his character. I don't like his character, but at least the <laughs> character is voiced yeah. properly. No. He's the only one that sounded like he rolled in, not just looking for a quick paycheck. Yeah. And I, it's like, I was telling you, I'm already a big fan of that guy anyways, because he's been in a bunch of other video games and he's uh He's actually an author. He's the guy that's writing the books that I'm listening to right now. Okay. Uh, speaking of which, I know you'll like them. I'll, I'll give you the title after the podcast. All right. But I made it through. I want to say five and a half of the six episodes, and I I don't even remember why I didn't finish the last one. I think I just like got up and made a sandwich, came back. I was like, oh, it ended cool, and then just moved on. Yeah, that's. But it's not all bad. Uh, I really like that they went back to the. Old the G one designs yeah those looked really nice when they weren't moving
0: yeah standing still they look cool and I mean like my
2: <laughs> my old favorites looked awesome I mean Soundwave looked awesome you know all of them looked really good as long as they were standing yeah they got still. Soundwave's voice right yeah they got his voice right Shockwave looked awesome mm-hmm. old sound effects coming back that was cool the first time one of them transformed I got all excited but that was within the first five minutes yeah you know, when the show was still good. I had that same moment where my brain kicked on. And me and you have that problem that once our brains kick on when we're watching something, it's, it's really, really hard to shut really back hard off. It's really hard to get
0: back off. Yeah.
2: It's it, really hard to get me, back For me, it that.
1: went downhill when he when he find out that bone Bee's a little bitch in the beginning. And then once <laughs> that kicked out, I was like, why is Bowen Bee acting this way? I'm out.
0: <laughs> that he's a freelancer? I'm just here to look for energy. I'm just a
1: scavenger. I want a paycheck. Okay. What? <laughs>
0: what? Yeah, like, it was.
2: The the thing that confuses me about this whole thing is it's obviously meant to bring the nostalgia factor for older fans, but the writing is so simple. I think it's meant for four year olds that get shoved in front of a TV <laughs> with a bowl of cereal, just like the old show.
0: Yeah, and yet four year olds don't care about drama. But
2: then they add the drama, so it's kind of like what what were you going for? If you're going for older fans, make it better. If who's you're going your... for kids, dumb it the fuck down and warn me before who's, I watch the whole thing. Who's your audience? <laughs> who is your audience? Who's your demographic on this? Like uh, we can't tell. So it, yeah, it's, I feel like if they do another season, maybe they'll kind of
0: tool had, it in and make it Simple better. idea. Try to make it too deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just and come on guys. That
2: was another thing. Like Anderson was saying, you know, we're, we're both big transformers fans. So, you know, we know like a lot of the backstory and that's why I was so excited. My, I really like the, the period where they're on Cybertron fighting, yeah. yeah, you get a lot of really interesting shit that happens there, and they okay. didn't touch on any of it. Yeah, oh, so yeah. listeners,
0: in all honesty, the, our, our only recommendation is that you, you'd you have to watch it and find out. Watch it, see if you like it. You'll like, know within 15 you'll, you'll minutes. You'll know within 15 minutes if you're going to enjoy it. No joke. It, it, it'll just be as simple as that. If you know within 15 minutes and you can continue watching it and enjoy what you're seeing, then it's a show for you. It's not for us, clearly. If I want to watch A War for Cybertron, I'll either play the video game or I'll go and watch Bumblebee. Honestly, I
3: spent go grab some most figures of... and make it play out in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I spent most of my
2: time wishing that I still had my Xbox 360 so I could play through War for Cybertron instead of watching. That game was fucking it. amazing. That balls. game was awesome. This made me wish that they would do another War for Cybertron game. That's oh fair. yeah,
1: shut yeah, up and take my money.
2: But. You know, it's bad when I'm watching something and my first thought is, man, Michael Bay did better than this. Yeah. And this is coming from Rooster Teeth. So <laughs> I
0: I feel like part of the reason Yeah, and part of the reason is we actually we actually I, do hold them up to a higher standard.
2: I had higher expectations. This is like anytime Disney puts their name on it. I'm like, OK, this is probably going to be at least OK. I almost feel like Rooster Teeth owes me an apology for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I'd go that far, but yeah. OK. Um Yeah, but. Listeners, Loach loved it, so take it for what it is. You know, Think about the rest of us in the group, who we are, and ask yourself, am I like these assholes or am I like this guy? Who, who knows? Can, can I enjoy something just for what it is?
1: Loach does have the childlike innocence of the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure,
0: sure he's not going to be offended by any of that.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, he's not here to defend himself. So right. <laughs> so you yeah, can
0: just say whatever you want, right? Yeah. yeah he's not going to take offense to it. He's not going to get pissed off about it later. He doesn't listen. It's to not the like listens anyways. to the podcast, anyways. I'm sure, that's true. And if he is, I'm looking forward to getting in a chat and for him to just mouth off to you right away.
1: I hope so. Yeah. So. You have to record it and send it to me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Well, that's one of the pros of Loach, though. Yeah. He's not as jaded in the twist as we He's all are.
0: Moving on to other reviews, there's Muppets Now, and. This is, uh, this is the new show that's on Disney Plus. Currently, it's dropping weekly. Uh, Muppets Now. I was really looking forward to this, listeners. I was actually looking forward to another Muppets show, and I was massively disappointed. And the reason is is that Anderson, you, you stated that it was done a certain way, but I think I have to kind of disagree with you. To me, it's the equivalent of if each Muppet character were given their own YouTube channel. I could see that. And to it's, me, it felt like, like a skit you, show. You said it was like a skit show, and I can, I can get part of that, but to me, it feels like the way it's set up is that if each character was given their own YouTube channel, and this is what you get. And instead, it doesn't feel scripted. It doesn't feel... I shouldn't say it doesn't feel scripted. It doesn't feel like good ideas that were put together. It just feels like a bunch of bullshit that was thrown up on a wall, and everybody threw darts, and whatever dart you got, that's what you did. It's just kind of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of crap to me, and it just... It didn't feel funny. It didn't feel like the Muppets. I just kind of ended up going, eh, this this isn't for me. And I don't see any fan of the Muppets really enjoying it or any kids really getting into it. Because in order for kids to get into to get into the Muppets in reality, a lot of kids are jaded and don't really understand the Muppets. My nephews don't get the Muppets at all. They don't understand it. They just don't know why I like it. But they don't really like the movies. So that's fine. They didn't really grow up with them either. Uh, I blame my sister for that. So, I, blame her too. so
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think my sister, I think my sister did a horrible job when it came to, to introducing them to to certain pop culture. She doesn't listen to the podcast so I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, and I say, I say that jokingly. I don't think, that, I don't think my nephews really would have, would have ever gotten into it just because of their personalities, but that's them. So when I look at other kids and I go, well, a lot of kids aren't really into the Muppets today because they don't really get it. They've been kind of taken off of that because of how CGI has gone and and animation and stuff like that. So they end up showing the show that's kind of catered towards their demographic because of the way it's set up. But a lot of them won't won't really get into it. So I kind of sit there going, do you guys know who you're making the show for?
1: I can see that too. I enjoyed it for what it was. Okay, that's fair. But now that you said I can see... Muppets should be aimed towards more of our generation. Or, or
0: yeah, you you should be making it for the people who are actually going to enjoy it.
1: Now, my daughter's starting to enjoy Muppets because on Disney+, Plus, I know that they restarted the Muppet Babies. Yeah. And she loves watching that.
0: Yeah, it's not like the old show, though.
1: No, it's nothing like it.
0: Which is disappointing to me. I I love the old Muppet Babies cartoon. I wish they would actually put that full... But she at least recognizes the
1: it. characters. Yeah. I think the best parts of the Muppets now, for me, is the, the cooking parts.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, you're getting chef, so.
1: And the second episode of Swedish Chef versus Danny Trejo, I was sold.
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of the things I do have to, to address is the other thing that threw me off right away is Kermit's voice. I have known multiple voice actors who can do Kermit very well. And I don't understand why they why they went with a person who's doing Kermit now because they don't sound like Kermit. It's it sounds like another person in trying to do a Kermit impression. Like if you had a separate Muppet in there and he was trying to basically fake being Kermit. It's it's really odd because I know it's I don't think it's a that's
3: the twist. It's evil Kermit. It's (laughs) not uh, Brian Henson doing it anymore.
0: Anderson's looking it up.
1: I am. That's gonna drive me insane until I find out. So Miles, yeah, I don't know if you got a chance. Yeah, I,
0: I I didn't think it would be because Brian Henson actually knew how to do Kermit's voice. Well, um, the other
1: person that's done Kermit's voice is Frank Welker. It's Frank Welker.
0: Yeah. Yep. I don't even know if. Frank so Oz the guy is who is
1: voicing Kermit now has been voicing Ralph for a long time. <laughs> so I could see that being a different yeah. voice change. It it's a it's a
0: str- it threw me off instantly, and I went, eh, "That's not Kermit to me." So I'm good. Uh, that that would he's that also one been of the
1: screenwriters of the show.
0: That would have been enough for me not to not to keep watching the show, regardless. So uh, it's just too much of a change for me. And it's not for me. Hopefully, they do find their audience though, because it, you know more Muppets is always a good thing, and I and I enjoy. I love the Muppet movies, so I would. Like I like to see the direction they
1: kind of went with, even though you don't like the YouTube style. It's better than the last time when they try to kind of copy and paste The Office and turn that into the Muppets.
0: I didn't watch it because it, yeah, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't very
2: appealing no. in the end. That was why I haven't even bothered with this newest series for because of the old one, or yeah, the one that they, they
0: they tried before
2: that the newest reboot before yeah. this one, yeah. I watched an episode of that and I was like, nah, yeah, it was just okay. And then this one I saw and I was like, eh, I don't know, Something Muppets is- tonight.
0: Like I don't understand, Muppets tonight worked. Like why why would you go away from that?
2: Yeah, I don't get it either. <laughs> but it's kind of like you were saying. I think it's
0: because you know we grew up on that. Yeah, it's what we're skewed to and it's what we look for. Yeah, I don't I don't know, but. Other things to, uh, to review listeners. And I yeah, dude, this, this podcast is going on forever. Uh, umbrella Academy season two came out
3: miles. You got to watch it. Yeah. It's uh fantastic. If you, uh, enjoyed the first one, you'll definitely enjoy the second one because in my opinion, the second season's even better. Okay. And the first one, uh, a lot better jokes. Um, the fucking soundtrack is amazing. Got stuck in my head for days. Um, you know, I don't know anything about the comics, but, you know, it's a well put together story and they okay. left it open ended for another season. So I'm looking forward to uh, where they go with it after it, after this season.
0: Yeah, I'm watching uh, the first season currently because I hadn't watched it before. I'm actually enjoying it. So uh,
1: yeah, the soundtrack's amazing.
0: We'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes I'll, have to, I'll, I'll look forward to the uh, the second season.
1: I'll counter my third part. I only watched the first episode of the second season. That's the way you open up a fucking season. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to season two of The Boys when that Starts next month. Yeah. Looking forward yep. to that. Really looking forward to that. It looks like it's going to be a lot of
0: fun.
2: If they have anything that's even remotely close to the exploding dolphin, this is going to be <laughs> great. <laughs> the dolphin through the windshield? Oh, yeah, I goodness. remember laughing hysterically watching this.
1: Yeah. Man, the opening sequence in the very first season was great when the girlfriend gets turned into the jelly. Yeah. Oh. Um... I have to watch that over and over from time to time.
0: So, any other shows to review? Movies? Nothing? No. Everybody else good? I'm good. I think the last thing we have to review is Grounded, and I didn't get to play it.
3: I've got a couple things. Quick. Oh, you do? I played about a good eight hours of it. All right. Is it good?
1: It's that type of game, the survival, (laughs) build your own stuff kind of game. And if you're not into (laughs) that stuff, you're not going to like it. If you like that stuff, you're probably going to get into this one.
3: Okay. I've heard it's a lot like Ark. Yeah, it it looks and feels... Uh, it doesn't look... It it feels much like Ark Survival Evolved. Um, okay. Yeah, it it's probably fun to sit there and screw around with, uh, especially with friends. I'm not going to sit there and put any time into it, personally, unless we're all jumping into it. Um, okay.
1: To me, it's a better functioning Ark. Okay. Yeah, you know, Ark was
0: fun, but at the same time, it wasn't... Uh it was fun at the same time. It actually wasn't, that's literally what my statement could be for that. Uh, it was entertaining, but it wasn't enough to keep me wanting to come back for more. I'd rather have games with more structure like yeah. warframe, like destiny. Like those are the kind of games where I'm willing Can to jump a, in with you guys. Yeah. Whereas when I heard about this one, I was like, it sounds, it sounded fun, but I was kind of worried because it came across very much kind of like Fortnite originally. And we all knew what Fortnite turned into. <sighs> uh, yeah, I know it's a sore spot. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then, when you guys said it was more like arc, I'm like, ah, that's that sounds just about as uh, it, just about. It as has
3: a, some objectives, so. so I mean, there's a little bit more structure than than arc, but yeah, the not object- significantly.
1: The purpose, yeah. Say, so, okay. far, the objective the purpose of the of these things is just to get better gear or have to upgrade your gear.
0: That's usually the case for yeah. most, uh, you know, most free to plays, most games as a service yeah. models. So,
1: if you like those kind of. Open world survival games, it's including Game Pass. Yeah. So, if you
0: have Game Pass, go ahead and check it out and yeah. see which for yourself. Absolutely,
1: yeah. Um, if you like Ark, you probably like this one a little more. Okay, that's fair. And it doesn't feel like the creatures are always on your ass right now, right now,
0: yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, also I, free I only play played mode the
3: uh,
1: free play mode, yeah. I only I played, played the creative
3: it, mode, so I only yeah, had to fight mode, one thing. <laughs> I've, I've,
1: I've been playing on normal, okay, yeah, like like with ants right now. If you leave them alone, they leave you alone. Okay. But if you fuck with one ant, you start a whole entire fight with the other ants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'll fuck sure. with one of our friends, man. <laughs> so far, I've dealt with spiders, and they're more of out of sight, out of mind.
0: We did forget to review a movie, Miles, you and I. Enter the Fat Dragon.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, the Donnie Yen flick. The Donnie Yen movie. That movie was great. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, very reminiscent of, like, Jackie Chan's Super Cop movies. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Really funny.
0: It's a lot of fun. Um there were a lot of times where uh I I sat there like so sometimes there was CGI that was just eh, it was just bad. But the stunt uh choreography and stuff, almost all just stellar. I mean it's yeah it's done end so from from know, just like about so everybody. <laughs> but it's uh it's real it's really a lot of fun and it, we, it was one of those things where I was like, I was watching that movie. I was like, we should send it, we should send this as a recommendation to Stuntman React for uh, a corridor crew because there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. I'm just like, man, that was badass. Like, they should yeah. this should totally break down how they did this.
3: Yeah, so, it looked like Donnie Yen had a lot of fun uh, making that movie.
0: Yeah, it's definitely funny to see him in a fat suit. So, <laughs> and they did a good job with yeah, the fat good suit fat for fat suit. the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good fat suit. That's got to be tough to pull off.
3: <laughs> um, also on Game Pass, I uh, played and wrapped up a game uh, earlier today uh, called Tourist with a Y mm-hmm. instead of an I. It's a fun little puzzle platformer. Easily beat it in one or two settings Really smooth. It's very simplistic in graphics, kind of almost Minecraftish, except better detail. It was it was really interesting. It was kind of fun, easy, quick, fun game to knock out on Game Pass. All right. And Shannon and I got a uh, card game called Runes and Regulations. They had it and the expansion on sale, so we figured give it a shot. Uh, It's kind of a cutthroat card game where you have to summon creatures and whatnot, and and screw over your neighbor. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's a little, little bit to uh, learn. Has a bit of a learning curve, but it's fun. It's like thirty bucks for both of them off their uh, site.
1: I have a question for Josiah. Go for it. How's Paper Mario? It's Pretty good. Uh, Not really a fan of the
2: combat system. Super hand-holdy? Very hand-holdy. Yeah. I think I'm about halfway through. It's funny. I like the writing, but the combat system kind of ruins it for me. Really? I found myself skipping as many of the uh, optional fights as you can. Okay. And then there's a mechanic where if you rescue more toads, you can pay them money and essentially they'll solve the puzzle for you. And it's not necessarily that they're difficult. It's just, I don't want want to deal with it. Yeah. 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 Kind of annoying. Boss fights are cool. All right. It's a fun mechanic for boss fights, but for your optional, like overworld enemies that you can run away from, I'd skip all of them. Gotcha. It's just a pain in the ass. And yeah, like I said, I like the story. Funny very hand-holdy though. It's kind of like Nintendo
0: doesn't think that their gamers play games. I think a lot of the times Nintendo caters a lot of their games towards a younger crowd now or older. I th- I would skew younger though cuz
2: I mean I would too, but I, their whole marketing thing with the Wii was I remember they, you know, had all the old people playing bowling in their commercials, so.
0: Yeah, but I don't think the Switch actually caters to, or actually is sold to that demographic as well as that
2: I don't know. It it seems like they market a lot of their first party games to people that
0: don't play video games. That's fair. And need, you know, some guidance given the fact that they've had this Nintendo, you know, the Nintendo shortage of the last couple months. That makes sense. Yeah. But even Brie Larson played her favorite game is Nintendo. (laughs) Which one? All of it. Yeah. She's I I love, I love Nintendo. Nintendo's my favorite game. My favorite, my favorite is of all the, of all the games is Nintendo.
2: I'd recommend it, but just know going in, you're going to be really, really annoyed
0: with how it it is. Did you hear about that? Like, Free Larson, she got on YouTube. She was on YouTube for like a couple days. No, I hate that bitch, so yeah. I try not to. Yeah, watch she was anything. on YouTube, got instantly like 250,000 followers instantly, of course. She's a fucking famous person. You know, held up her plaque, oh, yeah, and then like, you know, dropped off because she realized she had just as many people who hated her.
2: <laughs> yeah it's kind of difficult when not everybody instantly likes you yeah. I mean I get that with my hobbies if I'm not instantly good at something I just drop it and move on yeah, yeah. I'd recommend it it's it's a pretty good game I'm uh, I'm waiting I'm trying to knock it out so I can buy a uh, ghost of uh, anything
0: else to review miles I think that's it real quick let's do a a review of the destiny season so far so, listeners, the season has been out for quite a while. I know that we've promised that we were going to talk about it a while back, and I know you're going super long, but this should be pretty short. The season so far has been pretty decent. It's not uh, stellar, but it is way better than the last season, in my opinion. The exotics you're getting from this season are a lot better, and uh, most of the gear choices that you're getting that, that are coming back Funnily enough, most of the gear that's coming back is actually old gear sets from Destiny 1. We've been seeing in it. So they're bringing back a lot of old gear to, to make people happy and to actually push better designs that they've had. Which will be really very nice because every time a new season starts or a new DLC drops, we do not like looking like dumpster fires for fucking ever. So that'll be good to have. That's uh, always
2: the worst feeling in any MMO is... The new expansion comes out and you trade your awesome coordinated armor set that's all purples in for greens and blues yeah
0: and you look like you just walked out of a goodwill right that's pretty much it so with that the new story content that's been dropping for the season is actually pretty cool it's pretty been pretty interesting we've been doing the weekly stuff for it just because it drops their pinnacle gear but it, you know eventually it's supposed to tie into where the story ends up leading for the rest of the season, which we are waiting to drop because right now they are dropping a uh, solstice, but basically it's a, a a mid-tier event that's taking place during the season in order to try and kinda expand how the season's going because they uh, the game was delayed for so long. So originally we were supposed to get the next DLC content in September, it's not coming in November, so they're doing extra things to try and kinda expand that out. And they have a new event that's coming out that's going to give us uh, an armor set that is tied to a laundry list of crap that you have to do in order to turn that gear into, uh, like, I I don't really understand how that works. Because since it's supposed to be cosmetic, I don't get how this armor set is supposed to become uh, masterworked, but supposedly it becomes masterworked and it unlocks like this kind of glowing look to it looks really cool but at the same time i don't want to do some of the laundry list that is asking for one of those which requires you to win 7 games of osiris and trials of osiris sucks i can't can't stand trials
2: i played once to get the uh the anubis head helmet
0: for my warlock so yeah. i looked like a system lord never went back yeah it's it's such a pain in the ass <laughs> but you know steven says say hey, we could probably win 7 games eventually i'm like man that's going to take like 30 games at least <laughs> so to who are we gonna have to bribe to you know throw some games for yeah fucking <laughs> fucking throw our games for us like who's gonna be like steve you gonna be my carry me pie for this last last i checked none of us are very good at crucible so i don't I, know how that's gonna work but i was in one he, he does make a good argument there are probably gonna be a lot of people who who are gonna try and and play it as well to get this stuff and uh we'll just have to wait and see the Sulsa stuff drops next week. We'll let you guys know what we think about that when we actually try it and, and participate in it. It opens up an old area that is being shown off as a new area. It's a new area. If you haven't experienced it before, we haven't experienced it, so it'll be new to us. But it is an old area. It, it was used before. Uh, yeah, the EAZ.
3: Another, yeah.
0: We'll let you know what we think about that. But so far, the season, this season has actually been pretty cool and been uh, pretty entertaining. I have discovered this season that I actually prefer playing as my hunter over any other class. Is it worth the $10, in my opinion? Yeah, it was worth the $10. It's still worth the $10 because you have until November now to complete the season. And with that expansion, you definitely have enough time. And actually, if if you can dedicate it to it, I should say, you have enough time to catch up on the season rewards. And one of those season rewards is one of the best additions for an exotic, which is the Wither Horde. That is a fantastic exotic. It's a grenade launcher. does not seem like it's going to be great based off the stats. But trust us, it is a fantastic weapon just because of the blight that it puts down. So like when you shoot something puts a blight, you know, it, it can eat away at it. If it dies from it, it drops another blight on the ground. You can shoot it and it throws blight on the ground and it gives a circular circular event. You can just kill trash mobs with it. It's Mm, fantastic. Dots. So I love dots. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, good weapon. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, great perks to having the season pass. So it's $10 well worth it. And, uh, We'll let you know next week, after we play some of the Celsius, what we think about that. So that's about it. So listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook, tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. This is Josiah. Miles Anderson. Keep on geeking on. We're out.
4: The headlines say the world is over. All
2: I'm not a goddamn failure
4: said the wrong lyric oh keep that